When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Big Sills! Wow, man. You know, I know our show is completely relevant now. We started talking about this A.J. Brown potentially moving him. Like, I was just talking to Tone. Tone and I said, I think we kind of brought it up around the playoff game when he scrubbed his social media. Hey, by the way, and, and I think it's important so that this lands here, that nobody's talking about moving A.J. Brown because he sucks, he's a bad guy, he's a poor leader. Nobody's talking about that. I was listening to some of the radio shows today and they were talking and broaching this subject here. Like, you know, Oh, the guy says a couple things. He's a bet. Nobody's saying that here. He's got 3000 yards in two years. This is about improving your roster. Like green Bay did or, or like, or like Kansas city did. You're not good. And you've got a great wide out. So I heard people saying trading A.J. Brown's crazy. And I actually heard somebody say, let's get another wide receiver for Jalen. Well, what the fuck are you paying him $50 million for then? How much more does a kid need? The more you add to the offense, the more you show me you don't believe in your quarterback. I mean... You're going to have eventually $90 million invested in three guys, the way you guys talk. Now, now, now follow me again here. Did Green Bay get better trading Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers? Did they or did they not get better? Hey, Calvin. Those guys on IP got the topic for me because I'm the first guy to broach trading A.J. Brown. And it was brought up on the show with Kay Adams, and I love Kay. Her and I are friends. And he addressed it. By the way, he doesn't have to worry. Guy has 300, uh, what is it, 200-some-odd catches, and he's got 3,000 yards in two years. I wouldn't be worried about shit either. He's a good football. He's a great football player. He's a great football player. And I said this, okay? Listen, this is about the betterment of the roster. 
you're not a good football team right now. You're, 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 you're top heavy when it comes to your salary cap and when it comes to your roster. Got a good offense, good talented people there, and you got a horseshit defense. You're not going to win dick with that. Nothing. Okay? I never said keep AJ. I don't, to me, dude, flex, complete lie. I'm the one that fucking brought it up. I'm saying, hey, nobody is safe except the quarterback. Everyone else, I could give a shit. You could trade anybody. I've never said that about a player. The only guy that you have to keep is your quarterback. All good, dude. I don't, I, hey, whatever. Sit back and take a lap. I'm going to debate this. And, and by the way, let's put this out there. Where are we going with the cap and what it's being projected at? The salary cap is going to be projected, according to the NFL Players Association, this coming year at $240 million. Last year, it was 224.8, and it's being projected at 240. And starting on March 17th, you want to start paying three guys $120 million. Now, Jalen's cap hits are team-friendly, but I'm talking about salary here. And you really think that owner is going to sit around and pay five hundred or $400 million in player salaries? When they don't believe in half the positions on defense, you're going to have three guys making $120 million eventually if all you guys want to keep Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts together in the huddle. That's 120. That's $120 million. And Patrick Mahomes has the cheapest running back room and the cheapest quarterback room when it comes to wide receivers in the league. That's why you pay that guy $50 million. And that's why I ain't paying Dak $50 million. You think I'm paying Dak $55 million to give me that result and pay him in Mahomes' league? No way. No way. I'd rather start over. He's not worth it. Eventually, you got to get to a point, and I don't want to hear that stupid shit about market value. You got to have some common sense. Are you really going to pay $59 million for Dak Prescott this coming year? When he's delivered a two-win postseason record and he's two and five in the postseason. Really? Not me. Not when I see a guy in San Francisco making $870,000 a year. That ain't working for me. I'd rather build my roster up, have a really good quarterback, and go forward. I'd rather put Kirk Cousins on my team for $30 million and build my team up around Kirk than sit there and spend money after money on a guy like Kyler Murray or a guy like um, uh, what we're talking with Dak here. Absolutely not happening. How, when, when do you get to a point where you go, well, that ain't working. You know, Jalen Hurts is going to get to that point. How much more talent do you want around the kid before the kid has to say, hey, he's not delivering? Jesus Christ, you got the best offensive group in the league. And you haven't won a Super Bowl yet. What else do you want? Honest to God, you got the best wide receiving core, a top five tight end, a top three running running game with your offensive line 
You got a thousand yard running back. What else do you want to give them? I mean, you got to get to a point when you're an organization that you do this. I'm not spending $50 million on that. Don't you get to the, don't you get it? Brock Purdy is changing the game. Would you rather build the roster up or pay for the quarterback? The quarterback's the needle in the haystack. Because when I look at Brock Purdy, I see Jimmy Garoppolo. I see Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't see anybody else. And Jimmy Garoppolo has taken a team to a Super Bowl. Has been to a Pro Bowl. And it never costed me $50 million. Don't you get to a, I mean, fight. You're, you guys are right. There's only one Patrick Mahomes. What makes you think you have a Patrick Mahomes when you're constantly talking to me about, I'm going to keep AJ. For what? AJ Brown doesn't win you a Super Bowl. Your quarterback does. How freaking dumb when you listen to people going, I'm not trading AJ Brown. For what? Well, for what? Okay. What's he bringing you? A lot of stats? A lot of yards? He's bringing you nowhere. You know why? You don't have a football team because you don't have a complete team. They robbed the defensive side of the ball to pay the quarterback and the wideout and the tight end and the O-line. And you know how that's a fact? Look at the money you spend. Look at the lack of money you spend. And on top of that, you got no return and investment in your corners. It's been a complete financial disaster for the Eagles this year. Completely disastrous financially. Corners suck, no return. You robbed your defense at linebacker and in the second, dude, your secondary blows. You know, there were actually people in here and on my network telling me that we had a top flight defense and our defense was as good as the Niners. Do you remember that conversation with all your dumbass posting of 10 and 1? I said, you're not even in the room with them. You're not even in the room with them. Not even in the room. Oh, no, we're 10 and 1. I'm like, dude, you're not in the conversation with them. You said Jalen isn't in the same room as Mahomes. He's not in the same room. Who said he is? You're, you're paying him like he is, but he ain't. How many sales, how many quarterbacks are in Mahomes' league? Well, I always look at the guys with less talent on their team. Do you know that the Buffalo Bills are probably going to cut after June 1 Stefan Diggs to save $22 million? And they're going to draft a wideout because they know their quarterback can carry their team to another AFC East title. What does Jerry like to say? Hanging around the rim? Well, Allen will keep you around the rim. And remember, his path to the Super Bowl is unlike your path. You've got to go through Dak and who else? Purdy. When you're in the AFC, you got to go through Mahomes. It's like going through Brady. You got to go through Joe Burrow. 
You got to go through Lamar Jackson. These are all MVPs. These are not just dudes. The path in the AFC, if you're a quarterback, is much harder. Because you're playing top flight guys. In the NFC, you're playing Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, and Jalen Hurts. All overachievers. Good players. But not those guys. Burrow, we'll find out more about. And I agree with Tone and everybody's. Okay, you know, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon and a pretty good old line. Duke Tobin's going to have a lot to do this coming offseason here. I already saw what he made a comment on T. Higgins. Hey, we'd like to have T. Higgins back, but the pie's only so big. He's right. Okay. Yeah, well, hey, PL, Lamar Jackson's going to win his second MVP award by the age of 26, and he plays in the AFC. Okay? Don't confuse yourself. Hey, Lamar Jackson passing the ball 47, 46 times, that's not a remedy. And I think they panicked when it came to Todd Munkin and John Harbaugh in that game, and they were undisciplined. Lamar Jackson throwing the ball 47 times, that's not cutting it. Okay, here's the problem that I have with the Eagles here. As you move into your, you know, hang on, hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to that one second. So you guys don't want to trade AJ Brown. Tell me what you think Jalen Hurts' ceiling is. This ought to be interesting. And entertaining. What's Jalen Hurts' ceiling? Have we seen the best of Jalen Hurts? I don't know. I've seen three different Jalen Hurts. 21, 22, 23. All three different. Up. Wait. Up. Up. Down. 2021 is the first year starter. You kind of kind of balance that out. First year starter. Now, again, I saw Jordan Love as a first-year starter. That guy was 10 times better as a first-year starter with less – no, not lesser talent. They had rookies on that team, too, at wideout. I saw Jordan Love in his first year starting. Like, when Jalen, his first year starting, Jordan Love was 10 times the player. Jordan Love was 10 times the player. And I thought it was a rocky start. Like Jalen had a rocky start, two and five. Jordan Love, when I look at Jordan Love, I'm like, holy shit. I can't believe that guy threw for that many yards and that many touchdowns. We guys have never heard of it wide out. Okay? So, what's Jalen Hurts' ceiling? All right, Des, what's his ceiling? Mahomes? You think Jalen Hurts could become Patrick Mahomes and carry a team by himself? That would entitle this. You have Goddard and Quez Watkins as your offensive weapons. And DeAndre Swift, I'll give you this. To duplicate what they have going on in Kansas City, you get Quez Watkins, Dallas Goddard, and DeAndre Swift. 
You think he can carry a football team to a Super Bowl with those three guys? Seals, how many quarterbacks in the league can? I don't think very many can. So isn't it better to build the roster? Because unless you think that that guy has the ceiling of Patrick Mahomes, he'll never get there. And you'll be wasting your $50 million, like they are in Arizona, like they are potentially in Cincinnati, like they are potentially in Los Angeles with Herbert, what they're eventually going to be wasting it down in Jacksonville. And for sure, they've wasted it in Dallas. When does it get to a point where you go, why am I throwing good money after bad money here? Why am I doing that? Doesn't it make more sense to build the roster? Instead of building up the quarterback salary, unless you believe that he can carry the team, you should have no fear of dumping A.J. Brown. They didn't in Kansas City. They didn't. Believe it or not, it's kind of amazing that Matt LaFleur had that kind of faith in Jordan Love. It's actually incredible that he saw the insight and had the insight to see that because they moved off him. DeAndre Adams was the first $20 million a year guy at wideout. Sales, hear me out. I thought about it, the idea of trading Goddard instead of Brown. I've identified his replacement, Bowers from Georgia in the draft, thinking, here's the problem, Marshall. Okay, Goddard's a fine ball player, and I really love the guy. He's one of my favorite Eagles. Here's the problem. He misses 25% of his season every year with whatever, with whatever. You think you're going to get top-flight quality first-round money or picks for Dallas Goddard? I think the most you could get for Dallas Goddard would be a three. Is that enough to build my defense back up to being respectable? Your defense is not respectable. It's actually a laughing stock. You were the worst defense at the end of the season in the entire league. The worst. You were one in seven. You couldn't stop anyone. And at the end of the day, when you watch that buck game, no one wanted to tackle anyone. Okay, Sills, what about the defense improved the defense? Not sure what that means. Okay. Can I get a second back for Hertz? Look, I got a lot of respect for Jeff Kerr, and I like him, and I like the work he does on Burt's 365. I think the guy's high if he thinks that the number one priority on the Eagles is a running back. Shit, I'll get Freddie Pacheco um, in the fifth round or the sixth round. I'll get a functional guy. Do you know what's you know what's happening in the college game now? When you were in high school, you wanted to play running back because the running backs got paid. Okay, now those running backs have become wide receivers. Wide receivers get paid. You're going to have so many good kids that are coming out of the college game this year because they've devalued the position that are traditionally going to be first and second round guys you can get in the third, fourth, and fifth round. There's some quality kids that play the running back position in college football. But you know what? People look at the position and go, no, man, I'd rather draft two wide receivers than a running back. You know why? Because play designers and play callers, what's the number one reason running backs have been de-emphasized in the league today? You know why? Today's play callers don't design plays around running game or around a running back. Look at a guy you just hired, Kellen Moore. You think he designs his offense around a running game? 
Offensive coordinators back in the day designed their their offenses around a running game first, spread you out, and that's how they started. Now it's about spreading you out, getting the ball to the wide receivers, and throwing to the numbers. That's why all these young coordinators and young coaches are being hired. They're cheaper, and they're doing things more conventional, taking the advantage of the rules that they have in the game today. So I ask you again, what's Jalen Hurts' upside? Like, how about this? If Jalen Hurts doesn't win a Super Bowl in the next three years, are you really going to pay him $65 million? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you give Jalen Hurts another contract? I most definitely am not paying Dak Prescott $60 million. I am never, I am would never do that. When I got to pay Micah Parsons, CeeDee Lamb, I've got to pay my left guard and my left tackle. That's the problem with the Cowboys. They have to jettison Amari Cooper. They have to get off Zeke Elliott. They have to get off all these players. Because they don't have a balanced cap. And that's where you are. You're in the same place the Cowboys are. Howie just does a better job at negotiating the contracts and does a better job on the cap hits. But he still does one thing that the Cowboys don't do at least. He robs Peter to pay Paul. All the money's on the offensive side. That's why you have a a bunch of trash cans over on defense. You have an unbalanced team. You have no Super Bowl window. Who in their right mind thinks that the Eagles are a Super Bowl team right now with that shitbox defense? How in the world would you think that common sense-wise? Honest to God, how, how would you think that when you watch your team get run over? Not trading Hurts. I got Hurts on a great cap deal. Hey, by the way, the $50 million, I don't give a shit about. I care that how he did, how he did a great job on the cap hits. However, you still got to tell the owner you're paying him $50 million annually starting March 18th and you want to pay two wideouts 40 million combined you got two tackles that are making 30 million combined inside of five players you have 120 million dollars and the cap is only going to be 240 how are you building your team how are you paying Landon Dickerson how are you finding linebackers how are you paying for your draft choices. How are you going to pay for the draft and their signing bonuses? Where are you getting this money from? Oh, you're going to rob the defense again, and you're going to have a mercenary defense every other year. That's where you are. So ask yourself this. Are you really going to give Jalen Hurts a second contract? Tell me what you think is... His ceiling is, dude, it's got to get to a point. And every time, and I heard Tone say it, and he's right. Well, how we figure, figuring a way out to keep two wideouts like they have in Seattle, and you go nowhere with them. It defeats the purpose. When you have corners and no linebackers, and no depth at edge. How are you making sense of that? 
You see, people look at players and not the roster. That shows me many of you don't know what you're looking at with football and how you build a championship team. You have no idea. It's not about all pros on your team. Look at Kansas City. It's a great example of having a generational quarterback and really good players, not spectacular players. Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, those are spectacular. The rest of them are really good up-and-coming players. And they're not spending any money. Jesus, criminy. Kudos to Andy and Brett Veach. That's how you build a championship football team. They took the model New England had. And they've now, impl- they've now applied it in KC. Personally, I think that's how you do it. And you know who else did it? The 49ers did it. The 49ers, Kansas City, and when Belichick was in New England, are complete polar opposites on how Howie Roseman builds a team. That comment a couple months ago that Jeff Kerr made, that they can't have sustainable success, front and center. All you have to do is look at the examples. Look at it. Do you know how many first-round draft choice wide receivers in the last 45 years? Game time. Thank you, my friend. Hey, Tone, am I right when I say this? That in the last 40 years, you know how many wide receivers the Green Bay Packers have taken in the first round? One. Devontae Adams was a second rounder. They've taken one. One wide out in the last 40 years. You know why? They've had Favre and Rodgers. One. How many wideouts have you drafted in the first round and bombed on them? Chris asked a great question because I turned it down. I could have went and worked for the Browns or the Raiders. Ask Amy Trask. They tried hiring me for a personnel and being in the personnel department with Ken Herrick. I turned it down. So, Chris, go ahead. I was offered a job with the Raiders and the Browns to be in the personnel department. I turned it down. I was going to go to work for Butch in Cleveland, my D-line coach, and Al Davis tried hiring me as a personnel guy. I turned it down. You know why I didn't want to go? Hey, you know why, Tone, I didn't want to do that? I didn't want to go to Fond du Lac, Wisconsin and watch a guy run a 40 in sub-zero weather. (laughs) No disrespect to them guys, man. Those guys do a lot. And they travel a lot. And, I mean, they're never home. I mean, sitting around watching a guy run in 40s outdoors, 20 degrees, below zero, um, is not something I wanted to do because you wanted to work in your basement. Okay, you got me. True. (laughs) Okay, I'll take that one. Absolutely. Tell me, again, back on track here. Let's stay on 
stay on track here. What do you think is Hertz's ceiling? Okay? What, what do you believe his ceiling is? How many people think Jalen Hurts is going to win a Super Bowl before he leaves the Eagles? I think Jalen Hurts' best years are behind him already. You know why? Because money's going to play a factor in what they put around him. Not because he won't get better or because I don't trust the organization, one, to put good quality people around him. And secondly, I think they're cheap. And I think they're going to get cheaper once he starts getting paid. You don't really believe that an organization is going to pay for $100 million for three guys. 2022, I told you this last year, may be the best you ever saw him play. and may be the best year of his career. That could be his career year, dude. You don't want to look at it that way. The Eagles are. Great quarterbacks can elevate lesser talent around him or have ta- great talent around a lesser quarterback prospect that can run our offense. Does that sound like Kansas City and San Francisco? Radman, there's a better chance of me finding a Brock Purdy than there is a Patrick Mahomes is my point. Everyone is looking for Patrick Mahomes. You're not going to find Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. Get this. You know how hard it is to find them, guys? Think about this for a second here. Okay? Think about this for a second. The National Football League talent evaluators couldn't find Brady. They couldn't find him. The greatest quarterback in NFL history couldn't find Brady. They couldn't find him. They didn't know what he looked like. You don't know what greatness looks like at that position. You assume you think you do. Nobody does, including me, anyone. You never know when you run into the third round and you run into Montana. Or you run in the third round and you run into Russell Wilson. Or you run into the sixth round and you run into Brady. Or you have a guy who was cut five times and an undrafted quarterback, a Kurt Warner who goes to the Hall of Fame. You don't know what that thing looks like. But you think you have it in Hurts. Presumptuous. I'm not spending $50 million, $60 million, and not building my team up and having to do what Howie does every two years. Rebuild it. I'd rather have the Brock Purdy model or the Brady model. I'd rather have a strong roster than have me constantly searching on fixing my cap, not spending money at certain situations. Do you know John Lynch has the autonomy and freedom for the next two years to spend money at any position he wants to upgrade any position he feels like it because of Purdy? And I would guarantee you this, Brock Purdy, when his contract is up, 49ers will be a completely different football team. But maybe then 
Brock Purdy's going to have to do what Brady did. You know what that is? They're going to have to win Super Bowls with Amendola and Edelman. Because your quarterback has to evolve into that. Or he's not worth the $60 million either. Don't you see how this progression is with these quarterbacks? Let's go back into Patrick Mahomes' career. Who did he have early when he was going to Super Bowls and winning them too? He had Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Kareem Hunt. Um, he had Shady McCoy. He had um, Orlando Brown. All of a sudden, what happened? Mahomes started morphing into this generational talent. Now he has nobodies at wide out, Kelsey, and a seventh-round running back. And he's in his second Super Bowl in two years, and he's in his fourth. That's where you pay $50 million. You don't pay $50 million like Dak Prescott. And I'm not saying Jalen hurts yet because Jalen's not there yet. Jalen hasn't even hit the first year of that thing. So we got to see how that plays out. But I'm making a point here. That could be Jalen's future here. Are you really going to spend $60 million on Dak Prescott if you're the Dallas Cowboys? Why? You've had nine years of him. And just as Jerry says, to hang around the rim, that's not worth it when you're losing players in your roster every year. Quality players. Why in the world would you make Zach Martin, who's going to Canton, Ohio, hold out for an additional $6 million? It's because you know you got to pay Micah Parsons and C.D. Lamb coming up. And Dak, if you're going to go there. Hey, dude. What do you think the ceiling is for Hurts? You think Jalen Hurts gets a second contract in Philly like I asked you? Honestly. You think he's getting a second contract at $60 million if he doesn't win a Super Bowl? Never. Never. If he doesn't win it, get this, Nick will be gone first and then he will. Because you, you can't keep doing this. Okay, I got $40 million in wideouts, $50 million tight end, $17 million tackles. I got a what? A $20 million guard? Hey, by the way, how much do you think you're going to have to pay Landon Dickerson? You know Landon Dickerson's going to make as much money as A.J. Brown? Hey, Tone, or whoever, what, what's the cap? What, what's the franchise tag number for guards? I think it's 20. Are you going to pay him $20 million too? So you got 20 there and you got 20 on Devontae, right? 20 over on your A.J. Brown guy. 15 on your tight end. 17 on your left tackle and 18 on your right tackle. Dude, where are you playing this game? Monopoly? Where are you getting that money from? The model is in San Francisco. It's in San Francisco. Think about what that cap, that cap hit's going to be. Here, right here, projected caps. Look at this. So the corners are at 18. 
Ends 19. Look at the linebackers. Top end is 20 if you want a top flight quarter, if you want a top flight linebacker. 32 on the quarterback. Go down the list here go, so I can see the guards. Offensive line, there it is, 18-2. So you're going to pay Landon Dickerson $20 million. Hey, let me ask you this. Those are projected franchise tag numbers for 24, Tone's telling us. So let me ask you this. Everyone. Hey, t- everyone, check it out. Who are you going to pay 22? Devontae or Landon Dickerson? Who are you going to pay? Who are you going to pay $20 million to? Devontae? Be careful how you answer this. Are you paying $20 million to Devontae or Landon Dickerson? Who are you paying it to? Who are you going to pay that to? 20 over at AJ. 20 on Devontae. They don't work that way. Dude, eventually your quarterback's got to carry your team, doesn't he? You say Landon. I say Landon too. And if I want to keep Devontae, bye-bye, AJ. Because Landon protects my $50 million investment. Devontae doesn't. This is how you talk about building. Thanks, Tone. I appreciate that. Very cool. This is how you talk about common sense building a roster. Not just sit around talking shit about, well, hey, nobody trades a guy with 1,400 yards. Yeah, you do. You know, let me give you a moment in time, and we've had that conversation here. Coach Johnson says, I'm trading Herschel Walker away. And every one of you that say, don't trade AJ, get this tone. Jimmy Jimmy Johnson, he said it on the show, goes on his run. Herschel just come off a 1,500-yard year, had 800 yards receiving. He was the best player on the team. I was there. He was the best player on the team. He comes back from his run. He looks at Dave Wanstat and says, I'm trading Walker. Everybody in the room was like, what? We can't do that, coach. He's our best player, man. We can't do that. He goes, I don't care what you say. Jimmy got a treasure chest of first rounders, second and third rounders. And he built a dynasty. But not in Philly, because we got to have our AJ. So dumb. It's ain't about one man. It's bigger than one man, like Mike Tomlin says. This is about building a roster. Here, let me go into the second topic here. So do you want to go into a half build or a full rebuild? What are you what 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 are what is this offseason? A rebuild? A retool? A half rebuild? 
What are we calling this here? What is this called? Plugging holes? Well, it's more than that. See, you're not one or two. Last year, you were a coach away from winning the Super Bowl. This year, you're a coach and numerous players away from building a Super Bowl contender. Retool? You think replacing nine guys on defense is a retool? I think that's a rebuild. Both coordinators out? That's a rebuild. Philosophy change on offense? Are you changing? Okay. Are you changing, Jalen? Are you adding to Jalen? Are you less running game? What are you doing? And you're rebuilding an 11-win team. Sounds like a panic to me. Doesn't it? All brand new. And by the way, you're not just changing out coordinators. You're changing eight different. You're getting a new D-line coach, a new linebacker coach, a new secondary coach, a new edge defensive end coach. You're getting like five or six new coaches. You're changing your entire coaching staff out, pretty much. I mean, you're changing out your entire coaching staff. Seals have faith in the GM? I don't. When it comes to picking personnel, you can't name me anyone in the last 15 years. That guy's drafted at linebacker corner. That's good. They ignore defense in Philadelphia. You ignore it. Your attitude and how you approach it, you ignore. Hey, Ben, but don't break. Imagine telling somebody in Philly that, hey, dude, live your life today, Ben, but don't break. That's why it rubs you the wrong way. Because it's counter who you are. Hey, don't worry about it, dude, Ben, but don't break. Hey, fuck you. So, I mean, are you building the team? Are you? Are you, like, retooling the team? Here's how I look at it. It's a complete rebuild in mentality, philosophy. Can I tell you something here? The Eagles and their actions are showing you they believe they're more the one in 17 than the 10 in one team. Fired both coordinators, changing the entire coaching staff out, bringing in a guy who's going to bring in all of his coaches on both sides. It's a complete rebuild. Your Eagle team will look completely different than what it did this past season. I would say this, if you're 22 starters, you will have half the team overhauled. New running back, new third wide receiver, um, nine guys on D. You'll have 11 guys, half your football team. 
Half your roster, your starting 22, will be replaced. You're telling me that that's not a rebuild. I don't know what you would consider a rebuild to be then. All 22? Who are you, Arizona? You're going to be rebuilding your football team as much as Arizona's rebuilding their team. Only difference is Arizona's got more quality picks than you do. Because they've sucked. Now they have to land on their picks and they don't. If there's one organization that doesn't get draft choices right, that's it. Some places get it right, some don't, like Baltimore, Pittsburgh. I wouldn't trade AJ for draft picks. Howie sucks at talent evaluation. PJ, you got me there. I would trade him for great players on rookie contracts. PJ, let me ask you this. Would you trade A.J. Brown for Patrick Sertain? Straight up. Would would you trade A.J. Brown for Patrick Sertain? You you, You think Denver'd be interested in that? Straight up. Remember, I believe they're going to move off of Judy. Okay. So, and they are going to draft a young quarterback because they're going to try to get out of that Russell Wilson deal. Wilson's going to be either in places like Pittsburgh, who doesn't do shit like that, Atlanta, and depending what Chicago's direction is going to be. I don't believe in Caleb Williams. I'd rather have Russell Wilson than Caleb Williams, but Russell Wilson's getting up there in age. So I don't know. Plus the money's insane, and I don't know if I want, but Chicago's got the money. I believe Dante's more than capable of stepping up. I do too. I I, I feel, dude, I totally feel safe on betting on Devontae Smith stepping up. He's waiting his time. He is. I actually think getting rid of A.J. Brown may be a better scenario where you got a quarterback that could maybe spread the ball out a little more and maybe be better himself. Because if he can't be better without A.J., I'm not paying him 50. Patrick Mahomes became a better quarterback without Tyree Kill. And we're not talking about numbers. We're talking about winning championships. He's a better quarterback without the number one deep threat in NFL history. Hard to believe when you say it. Hard to believe. AJ, or Mahomes got better. He got better without Tyreek Hill. Hey, let, let let me put this out there to you. What if Mahomes wins this Super Bowl for the second year in a row with that group of wideouts A tight end and a seventh-round running back. You go, there's no Pat, nobody in the league like Patrick Mahomes. You answer your own question. Okay, what do I do? What if Purdy wins? Damn. They're paying that guy over there in that end $500 million. $500 million and Purdy just won that game. 
making $870,000. Who do you want to be? Searching your whole life for Patrick Mahomes? Or doing the right thing and building your roster like the Niners do? Like New England did? Like Green Bay is? What makes more sense? What gives you the best chance of success? Throwing a a dart in the dark and trying to find Mahomes and hoping Hurts is Mahomes or building a great roster and having a guy like Purdy directing your team or Foles. Brock Purdy's Nick Foles. Brock Purdy's Nick Foles. That's who he is. He's 17 and three. On that football team with all those great football players. I would make the argument that Brock Purdy's done more in two years of his starting than Jalen has. This is his second straight NFC title game. He didn't get to participate in last year's because he got hurt, but he's driven two teams to two NFC titles. In two years starting. You could make that argument for him. And some people were going like this. I have to see a full year. Well, he threw for 4,200 yards and 30-some-odd touchdowns. Had an incredible quarterback rating. Completion percentage off the charts. What else do you need? You know, you got to get to a point where you stop doing this. The only reason that you disrespect Brock Purdy the way you do is because he was the last player taken. You put another jersey on that guy, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, anybody else, and you put that jersey on that quarterback in San Francisco, you'd be talking about him in the same breath as Trevor Lawrence or any of these other guys. But you can't overcome the distinction. Jalen still can't. Don't you understand that's what Jalen Hurts battles? Second rounder, lost his job in Bama. You never shake that. That's how people see Jalen. They don't see Jalen. Oh, Jalen had a runner-up, most valuable player. Hey, as soon as that guy starts having a couple shit games, hey, man, this guy ain't the guy. He's a poor leader. He's this and he's that. Then you go back to going to what people talked about when he was in Alabama. Two straight NFC championship games. I don't know. It's pretty impressive to me. Jalen Hurts is not a fraud. I think the people around him are questionable. I heard Tone talking earlier on Sports Take. I don't have any concerns about Hurts. Oh, I have complete concerns about Hurts. You know what they are? Are people going to coach him good? Is he going to be able to overcome it? Is he going to be able to overcome poor decision-making like we saw this past year? 
Jalen Hurts had all those turnovers and all of that inconsistency because of how bad the coaching staff was inconsistent. He couldn't overcome shitty coaching. He could not overcome shitty coaching. So you tell me, you're not worried about him? I'm not worried about the man. I'm worried about the people around the man. Hurt showed you he couldn't overcome it. All of a sudden, now he's going to overcome it? Exactly right. When you don't have the first round tag on you and you don't get first round luxuries, the first rounders have the luxury of, that's right. What is that? Oh, you don't really know about a quarterback until his third year. Yeah, that works with first rounders. Shit, man. Jalen Hurts had one year starting at 21. The damn organization went out and got two ones because they were going to make a move in 22, 23 draft to go get themselves a quarterback in the draft. Then the kid had a superstar year. Oh, all right. And he land on you. Look at look at what a quarterback that plays well for you gives you the luxury of. And here's how he had his best and worst. He drafts Jalen Carter, which the team is known to do when it comes to O-line and D-line. Edge rusher, he sucks out loud with Nolan Smith. Typical Howie. That's who he is. Right there, the 2023 draft is a prime example of why you sit back and go, can that guy retool that team? Take it back. Rebuild that team. You land on a D-tackle. You're known for that. You land on a edge rusher. You fuck that up. You're known for that. Facts. So he's 50-50. I mean, are you comfortable with that? That's why we did that exercise with you yesterday. I don't want Howie drafting linebackers in the top three rounds. No way. You got to go get a veteran guy, and he's good at that. And draft a guy in the fourth round or a fifth round linebacker. Or do the UDFA. You're good at that. Okay? You know, it's funny. What coaches something? I'll, I'll tell you something about Chip Kelly here. I heard, I heard the guys before me talking about Chip Kelly and Chip's raising his value by being considered for offensive coordinator. That's not why he's doing it. That's not why Chip Kelly's doing it. You know why Chip Kelly's name is being thrown around to be a potential offensive coordinator in the NFL? Because the league is caught up finally now with the type of offense that he wants, and he's not going to be an administrator. And on top of that, UCLA doesn't have nil money. When UCLA goes to the Big Ten, They'll be a laughing stock because the UCLA alumni only invest in what? Basketball. They don't invest in football. They never have. Have you seen the empty stands at UCLA football games? Nobody goes to them. UCLA football is a joke. And he wants out. He can't compete with the nil. They don't have a nil program at UCLA for the football team. That's why he wants out. 
I would not be shocked if Chip takes a coordinating job and leaves UCLA as the head coach. I would not be shocked. He can't compete. I guarantee you Purdue's got a better nil program than what Chip Kelly's UCLA Bruins do. Purdue football in West Lafayette or East Lafayette, whatever it is, it that's a religion there. UCLA, it's a hoop school. Don't give a shit about football. They never have. That's why he wants out. There's no money. Chip can't go and put a $7 million nil program in front of a quarterback and bring him the and bring them to Westwood. You know why? They don't have the money. But you got programs like LSU offering $7 million nil deals to potential quarterbacks. Iowa has massive nil money. That hospital they got behind that stadium? What do you think that's that that's that that hospital's there for? It fuels that stadium. Franklin Field at AM? There's a there's a hotel across the street. $25,000 a night during the football season on a Saturday. All that money goes to the football program. And they got 500 rooms in that place. All that money goes to AM football. UCLA has none of that. That's why he's being considered. Driving his price up? No, he can't compete. UCLA leaving the Pac 12 is horrible. That's why he wants out. Unless you're at Oregon or USC, you ain't got a program on the West Coast. Well, Chip's just trying to get more money from UCLA. UCLA's not going to pay him more money. They don't have it. Okay. Rebuilding. This is a complete rebuild. It's a complete rebuild for the uh, for the Eagles. It's a complete rebuild. Here's why. By the way, Philly 500, 530 Eastern. Here's why it's a complete rebuild. On one hand, you have a massive problem with personnel on defense. I'd say on a scale of 1 to 10, it's a 9. On the offensive side, you got too much money on that side of the ball. You don't make any hard decisions over there. You're going to have to go like this. Do I want Landon Dickerson? Do I want Devontae Smith? Do I want A.J. Brown? You can't pay them all. Or guess what? You'll keep robbing your defense. And then how he's going to have to come in and do his bullshit picks that he fails on defensively. I'm trying to think, when's the last all-pro defensive football player that the Eagles have drafted that made first-team all-pro that they drafted? 
has to be Fletcher. He's got to be the last one that's still on the team, right? Has to be Fletcher. That made first team all pro. Man, you guys don't do a very good job at all on defense. Damn. And I'm supposed to believe <clears throat> that he's going to rebuild this team. Why in the world would you believe that? What 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 gives you that confidence? And so some would go like this. Okay, Sills. Then why would you trade AJ if you don't believe? Because I'll tell you what, if you give him at least 15 picks, I'm hoping he lands on five of them. I mean, I hope he lands on five of them. I want to give that guy as many opportunities to land on somebody. Seals, would you hire Scott Pioli for drafting? You know, you're going to have to have a five-win season this year for that to happen. How he's going to be in charge of this draft. And by the way, for the record, I disagree with Rob Ellis. I think how he totally believes that he has the linebackers going forward there. Zach Cunningham and Kobe Dean are your starters. I already know what this thing's going to look like. Those two guys are not good and not reliable. Man, you're you're already setting up your room for failure. It's it's really crazy. Why would you repeat shit when you know you're going to get shit? <laughs> Your linebackers will blow again. What are you gonna like I said? We we did this exercise yesterday. What are you gonna do at corner? What are you gonna do at corner? Hope. Come on, Sills. We can't be hoping for Howie to make good picks anymore. That's why we're in this mess. Four for four. Exactly. So then this, okay. You know, and, and and I heard a bunch of people going like this. It's crazy to think about trading AJ. You think it's crazy going into the season with the linebackers you have right now? What's more crazy? Going into the season where you know those backers will cost you games or making sure AJ gets his yards. Jesus, criminy. You're not looking at the big picture here. A.J. Brown won't win you games. Your linebackers will cost you games. That's the storyline of 2023. A.J. had a career year, and you were one in six. I had a great year. Broke all kinds of Eagle records, and you were one in six. What's the point? You know what the point is? And again, I hear people saying, I want to upgrade the three wide receiver. How much more are you going to give that quarterback before you start to do this? He can't carry it. 
you got to eventually find out if he can. The NFL used to be more balanced before they started caring about offense too much. Pittsburgh used to be phenomenal on defense. That's correct. You know what happened was gambling and prop bets. Nobody wants to see a 17-14 ball game anymore. They want to see 35-31 games. There's more opportunity for betting and more opportunities for you making um, wagers on the game. And they're setting it up. Remember something. Gambling is jet fuel for the NFL now. It's complete jet fuel. The NFL just absolutely dwarfs everything else on the planet. I mean, there's nothing close to it. 93 of the 100 TV shows last year were pro football. And the jet fuel for the NFL is gambling. Why in the world would I have rules for the defensive guys to hamper guys scoring touchdowns? That's why there's more talented wide receivers in the game today than there are running backs. Nobody wants to see 28 carries, including your owner. You don't really believe that Kellen Moore was hired. You know, I can't wait to talk to Tone at 3.30 because you don't really believe you're going to run the ball more than you did last year and the year before. You're going to run it less. You're not running it more. You're not going to be balanced. That's not what they want in these new coordinators today. You think that owner, Jeffrey Lurie, wants a 25 carry back when you're paying a quarterback $50 million? What's the point? You see, hey, when you got a guy, I'll tell you what, there's two things that have made Patrick Mahomes an even better quarterback. Pacheco and a defense. Isn't that funny? Ain't no A.J. Brown. What made Mahomes better was Pacheco and a defense. Hey, let's pay A.J. Brown 20. Let's play Devontae 20. <laughs> okay, sure. Can't be stupider. Eagles have only had two, had have only had three defensive players make first-team All-Pro since 2004, Brian Dawkins and Lito Shepard. That's some record. That's some record. Dude, you're not very good at drafting defensive players. You're just not. I can't believe how poor you are. You're like Arizona Cardinal poor. Like, the Cardinals don't understand the draft. Do you? How can the Niners land on Warner in the third and you land on Dean in the third? And Warner went to BYU, not the mecca of linebackers, but because you have a guy who's a football GM and John Lynch, he knows what he's looking for, how he doesn't. He's a bookworm. He belongs at a library downtown. That's who he is. He's a librarian, a statistician, an analytics dude. John Lynch looks at 20 feet of tape and goes, yeah, that's the guy. He's a football dude. He's a pro football Hall of Famer. 
He's competed. Actually, you want to hear something about Lynch that makes it even crazier? John Lynch's first love was not football. It was baseball. He was drafted by the Marlins and was on the initial Marlins football uh, baseball team that started the season. He was a Marlin first. Then he became a football player. John Lynch has competed. Highs and lows. He's a perfect general manager. Not just about playing safety for the Bucks or the Broncos. You've got a bookkeeper. The 49ers have a football man making their picks. And there's no... Hey, get this. Kyle Shanahan made that pick a quarterback. That was Kyle Shanahan. But you got to give it to Kyle Shanahan. He goes, eh, take Purdy at the last pick. I'll take him. Okay. You saved the day. And you saved your ass. Because if that guy delivers a Super Bowl, making the money he's making. You get this. The Purdy pick is so instrumental in the building of that roster that they can overcome losing three ones. How incredible is that to say? If Brock Purdy delivers a Super Bowl next Sunday and wins it, it was, they overcame losing three ones. Roster building, salary, and the ability to have latitude to fill positions everywhere else on the roster. What an absolute gift. And it cost you three ones to get all that. It's worth it. Think about that. It cost the 49ers three ones to have cap integrity, cap balance, roster balance, and not having to pay the quarterback. It cost them three ones. Would you give three ones for that? And they're in the Super Bowl again. Would you pay three ones for all those luxuries? I, I would. And they're going to be good for the next three years. And they're going to be good. Eagle goes like this. Now you're sucking off Lynch after calling them crybabies during the season. They did cry. They did cry all offseason. They did moan all offseason. But guess what they did? They came into your building and punched you in the fucking mouth and justified it and said you were phonies and beat the shit out of you and drug you like you were a dead body. So they're crying? They justified it. I'm sorry, Eagle fan, that you have to take it in the face like that. They basically took the cannoli out and smacked you in the face in your own building. Yes, they cried. They moaned. Guess what they were? They were right. Because you couldn't do anything about it. And that's the real ass rub, isn't it? What's that got to do with John Lynch building a roster better than yours? What's that got to do with it?
They embarrassed you in your own barn. I know we got lucky with Hurts, but they got extremely lucky with Purdy. If we stuck with it, they did. Hey, do you not think you got lucky with Malata? Do you not think that the Cowboys got lucky with Larry Allen in the 12th? Do you not think that you got all that luck? Hey, what what did I see that one guy say? San Francisco has $1 million in cap space. Well, they don't have any holes to fill. They don't have any holes to fill. Okay, no problem. I'm pretty happy with my roster. (laughs) I'm good. You see, when when you don't have a lot of cash space and you're in the Super Bowl, you're justified. When you are a team that's completely rebuilding like the Eagles are, you're not justified. The Niners have been vindicated and Eagle fans have to eat it then making it to the Super Bowl completely adds credence to the fact that we were frauds. That's tone. It's pretty strong. That's pretty strong. Okay. I did. I think the 2022 team was a good football team for the Eagles. That's a good. That's a great roster. You got shitty coaching, and that same shitty coaching. Isn't it funny? Think about what happened last year. You had a really great roster, right? You had the same shitty coach. Well. You had a shitty head coach. You had a really great coordinator and a really decent one. You take the decent guys off, you're stuck with a shitty coach. And there you have it. (laughs) And that's why you fell apart. Because you had the same shitty coach. Not hard to see, is it? I actually heard people in Philly and on my network saying that Nick Sirianni is the best coach in the NFC. Really? Really? Better than Sean McVay. Okay. Sure. Right. What a big-time rebuild this thing is. Oh, and today's going to be a rough one, Sills. Why? Because we're not kissing any ass today. (laughs) I know. I know, Tone. I know. I'm going to take it. I'm going to, I'm going to do one more thing to Tone here. Just, this is on the way out the door here too. On the first stop set here. You ready? Hold on. Where is it? Damn, Andy Reid. Five Super Bowls. Four AFC titles. One NFC title. This is time to move on. (laughs) This is time to move on. You know, 14 years in the end. What the hell else do you want? What do you want from me, guy? (laughs) It's time to move on. I know, fun. Jesus. <laughs> Five Super Bowls? 
good night. <laughs> oh, hey, tactically, right? <laughs> All right. Hey, don't forget, folks, our good friends at Hooters, man. They got the calendars out. 100 bucks in coupons are inside the calendars. You can go to the app at Hooters2Go.com and also check out the calendars 2024 at NortheastHooters.com. That's NortheastHooters.com. When you roll in, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sill sent you. Football and Hooters, the perfect pair. Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday, watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Philly 500 at 530. DB says the Eagles aren't rebuilding. Really? With that shit defense, there's a delusional fan again who thinks he's good and that they're good. 
He thinks they're the 10 and one team. I think you're the one and seven team. Did you not watch your team play? But these magical genies are going to float into Philadelphia and change the world. Ooh. They're going to sprinkle their little wisdom all over everything on shit and turn shit into Cinderella. You talk about, you can't be more delusional than that. You win with Jimmy's and Joe's, dog. And you ain't got them on defense. Stop pretending. You know, the quicker some of you get to the point where you understand you have nothing on defense, zero, nothing. You have so few redeeming qualities on defense, it's not worth really bringing up. Carter, Reddick, Sweat, Fletcher, Milton, rest of them, you can have everything. Get this, I'll trade the entire defensive football team. If I could just keep those four, you can have anything out there. Blank, take Blankenship and all them other guys. Go take them. How worthy to be on my team. 49ers projected to have 11 NFL draft picks in 24. Yeah, Lynch knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. <clears throat> Do you think if we traded AJ for Sertan and added like a fifth Bronco? would take Bradbury. It's too much money, man. You're taking 20 million on, and then you're taking another 15 or 12 on. So you're talking about $32 million in salary? They got a lot of money in that whole, that whole shit contract of Russell Wilson. That's a lot of money. They'd have to do a, but, and, and, and why would Bradbury restructure? He wouldn't. Okay. He wouldn't. <clears throat> he wouldn't. Um, I thought that this was awesome. I thought this was spectacular, this story. And believe me when I tell you, from the Boston Sports Journal, and he's a Hall of Fame voter, one of the 50 voters, Greg Babard reported that the Eagles were seriously considering hiring Bill Belichick as the head football coach of the Philadelphia Eagles and could be a strong candidate for 2024. That's all you need to know. And it makes sense. And here's why. If you're going to replace a guy that's been to the playoffs three years in a row, you're replacing him with him. And for all those people who say that Belichick doesn't know quarterbacks, shit, he's drafted five starters. How many has Jim Harbaugh developed? How many quarterbacks has he drafted? How many quarterbacks has he had at Michigan and sent to the NFL? How many? I can't remember. J.J. McCarthy? You make it sound like that guy was developing quarterbacks in Ann Arbor. He wasn't. They were going to replace, if Bill had stronger interest, they were going to replace him with 
um, Bill Belichick. And by the way, Greg Babard is a really well-respected guy in, in media. He's one of the most respected sports writers there is out there. He's been a Hall of Fame voter for God knows how long. The Eagles would have to completely overhaul their philosophy to bring in Belichick. It would contradict everything they've shown us to be. Yeah. That's why Bill doesn't have a job in Atlanta. And that's why Bill's value went up. See, the media is ridiculous. How many people think Belichick's value went down because he didn't get a job? I actually think it went up because he had higher demands. He's not with his hand out. He's got three more years of $20 million. He don't have to sit around. Shit, Bill could just say this. Fuck it. No good deal came. No team that I wanted to coach gave me the opportunity the way I want to do it. And if you don't want my expertise, so be it. See, what, what the problem becomes is that fans are jealous of his success. Like they're becoming jealous of Mahomes' success. Now, the Chiefs dynasty is easier to like than the Patriot dynasty was. Okay? The Patriot dynasty wasn't very likable. I never really thought Tom Brady was very likable. Because Tom Brady never gave you anything to him. He was kind of like his coach. And any kind of little thing that popped up, deflated footballs or some stupid shit like that. <laughs> Air pressure in a football determined the outcome of a Super Bowl. Oh, good night. You'll believe anything. Because you know why? Most of you would like to take shots at greatness. Because that's all you can do. Because none of you have legacies. So you take a shot at it. Especially when somebody does something like he did. And as long as he did it. Yeah, but you see the last four years? I did. You see the last 20 years? Or you forget any other 20. So you just read the ending of the book instead of the entire book. Most novels, the hero dies in the end. Just saying. <laughs> to me, I, I that's why I don't root for teams. I root for greatness. People aren't buying that story. Okay? Am, am I? Oh, I know why Bill didn't get the Atlanta job. I talked to Rich McKay. Wanted complete power and $28 million a year. They said no. Okay. No problem. You get Raheem. That's not a bad hire. Now, will Josh Harris do that? You you understand why Dan uh, uh, Dan Quinn didn't get that job in Seattle. Dan Quinn wanted total control. John Schneider didn't want to give it. And so you hired a younger guy at less money. Good hire. The Ravens, D.C., he's not bad. But this comes down to control and money. You know why Mike Vrabel's not going to take a job? Mike Vrabel's not just going to walk into a place that you're going to bury him. You see, quality people in life 
if I'm going to run my ship into an iceberg, I'm going to be the captain of the boat. I'm not going to let you drive me into the iceberg and murder my career. You feel me? If I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail. You're not helping me fail. Belichick not getting a touch. You see what I mean? This guy, he's out of touch. He's not out of touch. He's just not going to be hired. And he's not going to be a guy walking around pretending that he's begging for a gig. He doesn't have to. He's got 60 million bucks coming to him. And, and by the way, how much money do you think he's made in his career? A hundred million? This guy made $20 million a year for like 10 years. Come on, man. Let's bring my guy Tone in. Big sales. <laughs> How are we feeling, sir? How are we feeling? I don't know, Tone. You know, I'm feeling. I'm feeling. Um, I'm feeling. Uh, why does your ran, fan base? Why I'm feeling that, rambunctious. Why does Why does ten percent of your fan base just don't get it? It's, it's not choice. about AJ Brown being a bad guy or anything. It's about the fifty-three man roster on building something with quality and having a balanced cap having a balanced salary cap, mm-hmm. having a balanced roster. I just don't get why you look at one guy, not you, look at one mm-hmm. guy and go, it's important we have AJ on the team. And I could make a point to you, AJ's not going to win you a Super Bowl, dude. He's just not. He had his best year of his career. He's you say, not. You ask why? It's a choice. People are making the conscious choice. You see, um, when I was just – a spectator of the sport. Um, I had the perspective of marrying myself to players because that's what that, that's that's a natural fan inclination. That's that, that's how that's what that's is by design. It's baked in, right? They sell jerseys for a reason. They want you to marry yourself to players, right? But the sad reality is that's a bad it's a, it's a sad life to live because once those players get traded or if they're in contract talks, whatever it is, you're typically let that let down in the end. So I've gotten to a point where I've stopped marrying myself to players. I, I, I fight that urge regularly because I'm a fan of the team. I'm you, a fan. You're of a fan of Hurts too. I'm, I'm I'm a fan of Hurts. I'm a fan of football. So it's it's natural for us to marry ourselves to players. That feeling is not unnatural. What's unnatural is ignoring reality, and the reality is, after going through not just the cap space, but going through the Philadelphia Eagles roster top to bottom on sports take earlier, going through each position group and how much money is allocated and um, realizing who's coming back and who's who's not coming back, or at least who has a contract or who doesn't, and what's looming, so on and so forth, the Philadelphia Eagles are much further than people want to admit they are. I don't understand it, but I'm willing to talk about it. So let's have some fun today. No, they... <clears throat> They're they're closer to a five win team than they are to being in the Super Bowl next year. Yeah, yeah I, it's so funny. Um, earlier we I asked on a scale of one to ten, ten being the closest, one being the furthest. How close are the Philadelphia Eagles to being not a playoff team, mm. being a, a legitimate Super Bowl contender? Because that's not what we're in it for, right? We're not in it for division banners. We're not in it for just playoff bursts. 
I'm in it to win the Super Bowl. At least me. I'm speaking for myself. So I asked, how far are the Philadelphia Eagles? Or how close are they to a Super Bowl? Ten being the closest, one being the furthest. I said they're I said they're around four or five. You know, um, um, my co-host Rob Ellis, he 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 feels they're a bit closer. He said about six or seven. No way. That that's 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 just my opinion though. And again, complete you know completely respect his opinion. Um, but I just view it a little bit differently, and that's okay because you cut the team in half. And you cut the team in half because in the four is perfect because you know why? The offense is half the 10. The coordinator, you want to see it work. That's why you knock them down to four. Now, if the coordinator works, that pushes it up to six. If the talent comes through on that side, of the, you know what I'm saying? You're looking at it on the production scale again. Yeah, That's I'm just exactly trying to. how you're looking at it. You can't look at I'm me hoping. right now and go, well, it's a seven when you've got the worst defense in the league. Yeah, you so you just can't. Yeah, and, and and again, I'm not saying that to you know to make anybody look a certain way. No, you know, no, I, you no, know, no. I'm Bobby just trying Bobby to. Knows we love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to put it into perspective. You know how far I think they are. Yeah, they're and, far away. And yeah, and also just put it into perspective how varying the perspectives people have when it comes to this team, and that's the position that the Philadelphia Eagles have put this fan base and put the local media and national media in no one has a clear cut indication of where the Philadelphia Eagles are. And I think that's because they don't have a clear cut indication of where they are. I think they haven't been honest with themselves, but they have not. And that's why when people come here and they get upset with me because I basically give them the skinny every day. And I have since day one where people, when and a lot of people, even on my channel, when they were 10 and one, I'm going, that's not who they are. So That's listen to this, right? So That's listen to this. That's not who they are. People, Everyone fought me. And people, said, um, and we kept going, That's not who they are. That's not who they are. Sure enough, they turned into who they were. And people, real quick to your point, right? This is this is what I this is what I realized, especially when it comes to you and how you talk about the team. People, people laugh. Okay, people laugh at lies. But they but they scream at truths. You ever notice that? I love that take. They laugh at lies. I love that. But they scream at the top of their lungs when they hear truth. And they insult. It's 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 the natural order of things. Yep. You know what I mean? If someone says something that's a lie about me, naturally I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I laugh, I joke, you know. But when I hear someone saying something that's a little too close to home, a little bit, a little bit too accurate, I get a little bit defensive. You know what I mean? It's it's the natural order of who we, who who we are as humans. So when I think when I, when I look at this Philadelphia Eagles team, I used to get emotional about them. I used to get angry, especially in season. But now that the season's over, I can relax a little bit. They're much further than what people want to admit, and that's okay. You want to know why? Because I care more about getting this thing right than getting it done fast. And people are impatient with success. It's natural. It is, but, uh, but again, I care about getting it right here, not doing it faster than everybody else. And, I want something that's way, sustainable. By the way, the reason that I went with AJ a couple weeks ago, and I asked, started asking a question about would you consider trading him? Here's why I did it. There's no question that he's the second best player on the team. You're not trading Hurts, right? 
So he's the guy that's going to bring you the most riches. Yeah, I'm willing to argue he's the best. position of need yeah. that you can retool. And, Tone, I hope you, you were listening to how I look at these $50 million quarterbacks. When I look at Dak Prescott this offseason here, I'm Jerry Jones. I am not paying that guy $59.5 million. Mm-hmm. There is no way. It's nine years of it. Why would I consistently do that when I've got to pay CD and Micah and I got to pay a quarterback who has not delivered? To me, you've got to have a quarterback that can carry you to NFC championship games if you're paying that much money. I'm going to ask you the question. You think Jalen Hurts gets a second uh, contract at $60 million? Um, I can't definitively say that today. That's just the reality. I can't definitively say Not that. Not because we don't want it to be either. Right, right. It's because we're, I'm, we're basing it off of today and what has happened. I can't definitively say anybody is due it for a second contract. You know what I mean? I can't. only person I could say that I'm giving a second contract to without a question <laughs> is Devontae Smith, Landon Dickerson, um, Malata. Mulata, Mulata. Well, actually, that was is his third. It'd be his third. It'd be his third, technically. Yeah. Right. It'd be his third. Um, but overall, though, when it comes to guys like that, those are the guys I'm giving a second contract to. You know, and you know, when it comes to the AJ situation, you know, you and I talked about this off air, right? When we talk about this, and I really want people to truly feel me when I say this, this has nothing to do nothing. with his character. It has nothing to do with him on the field, on sideline. It has nothing to do with the off. It has nothing to do with that. In my humble opinion, I think, you know, did A.J. Brown have hiccups throughout the season with leadership? Sure. But I think overall, I think A.J. Brown is a hell of a teammate. Yeah, man. I I'm think good he, with him. I think he's a, you know, and I'm not even saying this for you. I'm saying this for the people. I think he's a hell of a teammate, an even better player, an even better human being, an even better family, man. He's like, you know, when it comes to that wide receiver position, yeah, we can say they're divas, but when it comes to just being a stand-up person, AJ Brown is one of those guys. No, I, AJ, like I like AJ Brown a me lot, too. but when but I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan first. No, that's right. And for me, I'm looking at it like this: the Philadelphia Eagles have so many holes to fill. They they have no depth at almost every position. On defense, they, most notably. They have no depth on offense. Look, listen to this. I mean, I'm I'm glad we're here. This is why we got time. I want I want I want to show you something because the Philadelphia Eagles, again, they have more work to do than people want to admit. I'm going to go to the positional spending, right? And I'm going to show you who they have on the active roster who has a contract going into the 2024 season at the wide receiver position. Let me just go there because, again, people want to pretend like the Eagles are just a move or two away. They're still Super Bowl contenders. They're not. They have they have some work to do. Let's really let's really break this down here. So this is the wide receiver room as it stands right now. This is the cap breakdown for the wide receiver room. And this is the 2024 cap and going forward. All these wide receivers you see are the only wide receivers that have contracts with the Philadelphia Eagles going into 2024. You got $18 million in two guys. You have $18 million in two guys. As far as as far as, as far as far as the cap hit, right? But just beyond that, right? Who on this list? No one. Are you betting on besides no. A.J. Brown and Devontae no. Smith? Guys, you can have every one right, of those guys. Right. Brent Covey's a return guy, but ultimately he's replaceable. So the reality is they have Think about no what you're showing receivers. Here, though, Tone. Think about what you're showing us here. That's not a true indication, 5%. Because you know what it is? Okay. That's just the cap. That's just the cap, no, no, not no. the whole contract. Those two guys combined 
are almost 8% of the cap. Correct. And two guys that that are legitimate on your team, the rest of them are non-factors. So you have in two wideouts, 10% almost of your salary cap is on two wide receivers and nobody else. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. So again, do do we do we still believe it's possible or plausible that we can pay both AJ Brown and Devontae Smith? Matter of fact, let me put it to you this way, Sills. Anything is possible. Yeah, it's you can pay them both, but is that the smart football move? No, it's not. It, here, it's not. here, let me show you this. Why do you think, real quick, Eagles fans? Why do you think the Bengals haven't offered T Higgins a contract? They're not going to because they because they know. They're not going to pay two wide receivers north of $20 million. They had Jamar Chase. That contract is coming. And that contract That's is going to be paid. massive. They may so give why him would they pay T. Higgins? Deal. They may tag him and give him a one-year deal. And they then let him go when Jamar Chase's contract is up. It, when his contract is up next year. Yeah, because Jamar Chase, he's entering year three. And, yeah. And, so he got another um, year on this. He got another and, full um, season. They'll do it in the offseason and dump. Higgins, yeah, they have to pick up at the trade deadline. So what they're going to do is they're going to pick up the fifth year option with Chase when you know when his third season ends, and they're going to go from there. That's pretty. That's pretty much how it's going to go. And then again, I really don't know. I can't. I'm not guaranteeing. I think T Higgins goes somewhere else. If I'm being honest, but they may try to franchise tag him. But do you see? Think about that's Paul Brown and those guys. Do you think? Do you see them just? Remember, we saw we, we just looked at the franchise tag oh, for wide receivers. The Browns twenty have million dollars on their wallet. Okay. The, the 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 Bengals got zippers on their wallets. Yeah, the Bengals the Bengals have zippers on their wallet. Duke Tobin pays his players in pennies. We just looked at. Remember, we just looked at the um the franchise tag, the projected franchise tag for for all, for all the positions for wide receivers is twenty million. You think he's franchise tagging T Higgins with a guaranteed twenty million dollars? If you had to bet on that. You you want to hear something when I look at that wide receiver thing there that you just showed? AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, you take them off the team, you take them off that list, that's the Kansas City Chiefs wideouts. Basically. Basically. And he's in the Super Bowl again. Special guy, man. Special. It, 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 he's a that's right, Tone. He's a he's a freak. He's an alien. When you have a fifty million dollar guy like that, and you have faith in him, you are able to sustain getting rid of Tyree Kill, Orlando Brown, Honey Badger, all these other guys, because you take the resources that you move the hill, dude. Hill has made the Kansas City Chiefs a two time Super Bowl participant. And he's in Miami. And guess what? You know what makes it even more damning? The Chiefs knocked out the Dolphins in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Tyree that. Kill now, you're sitting back going like this. He got his money, yeah, but I got my hey, number. Or, I got my got I got my wallet. This is this is AJ Brown in Philly. Hey, I got my numbers. I got my bag of money, and I don't own a ring. And they came pretty damn close with AJ Brown. That's why losing that Super Bowl is so right. damn. And you lose it because of poor coaching. He lost because AJ Brown showed up in that game, and everybody did. But the it was besides defense, of course. But again, man, you know we can we can talk if you want. We can talk more about you know their money Hold situation. On, I'm gonna show you this. Yeah, kind of goes along with what you're saying here. Okay. So the notion of paying both wideouts is 
off the charts ridiculous. Um, I don't. I just don't see it. I don't okay, see it. and I get the cap hits on Hertz. You still have to walk in and tell your owner you're doing this. You're going to pay fifty million dollars to your quarterback starting March 18th mm-hmm. of this year. You're going to spend twenty million a piece on your wideouts. That's forty. Both your tackles are thirty million combined. Just in five players with a cap this past season that was two twenty four point eight. You had a hundred. You'll have basically hundred twenty million dollars if you go with that philosophy of paying two wideouts, the tackles. Let me the add this in. Let me add this into you. Real and quick, then right? watch this in 24. The cap is projected to go to 240.1. Okay. Right. So if it's 240.1, half your cap would be in five players. How are you building your defense? Agreed. And listen to this too. AJ Brown is ranked fourth in the NFL in terms of average annual salary at 25 million. The franchise tag for um for wide receivers is estimated to be at 20 million. You think the Eagles are going to have two wide receivers who are in the top ten in salary at the wide, at the wide receiver spot? You know what? You know what I just thought of. Tom? Come on, man. Like, we got to be honest. Let me show you how to keep him. Has he done enough in the two years to go to him and say, "Let's have a restructure here, and let's do this. Let's give you, um." 30 million up front and lower that base to 10 over two years with an option. Hmm. It frees up 30 million bucks. Hmm. He's got 2,900 yards and something like 240 some odd catches in two years. Right. I mean, and 18 right. touchdowns. Right. He's been a freak. There's no question about it. So do you try to work that deal with him to try to work that bait? Because if you're going to keep Devontae and sign Landon, because you remember something, you even have to do this. And you showed everybody what the what the cap hit, or not the cap hit, but what the tag hit is going to be mm-hmm. for a top flight old lineman. He's going to get 18 it's going to million. Be 19, it's going to be like 19, 20. Yeah. He's going to be like 19, 20 million. He's going to make as much as that guard in Indianapolis. Land is going to make $20 million. Land is going to make a minimum of 18. Actually, this? as a matter of fact, if I'm his agent. Land is going to be the highest paid old lineman on the Eagles. If, I, if I'm his agent, I'm pushing for 20. I'm pushing for yeah. 22. He made right. two back-to-back Pro Bowls. That's right. Like, I, it, it, he's going to make 20 million. Right, he's so, going to make twenty million dollars. Who's more important to you on getting a deal done, Devontae Smith on the perimeter? Never build your team from the outside in. You always build it from the inside out. Yeah, I believe. Got, in and that. what what are they known for? O linemen. You've got to figure out financially how to restructure AJ and the two corners. And that you and- want, but 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 not hurting the integrity of trying to build the defense up too, because what you've done is you've you've. You've taken all your money tone and all of your ability to the offensive side. You can't be as young as you're going to be on defense and just think you're going to put draft choices back there because right now with the money that they don't have, Mm -hmm. they're going to be putting at least 
of the nine players they have to replace, they're going to be putting at least six of those guys are going to be draft choices. And you really think you're going to go into an NFL season next year with six out of your 11 guys defensively? Being rookies? As rookies? No, no. They're going to have to sprinkle in some veterans in there. Um, they, they wouldn't even feel comfortable if three of the guys on that defense is rookies. And to start, they wouldn't feel comfortable with that. Um, That's so, not why you're hiring veteran coaches. Right, right. And, and here's the thing, right? You know, with, you know, when it comes to AJ Brown, you know, I, 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 I have no doubt that Howie is going to do everything possible to try to keep both of them. But it's going to come a point in time where a decision has to be made. How much does Jalen Hurts need to be successful? Completely. That, that is, conversation is, is unavoidable. Yeah, but wait a minute. That's the hard conversation because, again, I'm showing you his future here. Dak Prescott's his future, and here it is. If in four years you've moved further away from 22, from that Super Bowl appearance and mm-hmm. that three-point loss, and you're moving further away, I'm not giving Jalen Hurts another contract. I'm just not. Because you got to ask, you could, the, the reality is. Why am I throwing? Yourself, why would I be throwing another two hundred fifty? Why would I throw half a million dollar, a half a billion dollars at a guy mm-hmm. that I'm not going anywhere with? Right, and 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 again, this is the, the this is the hard conversation that people really don't want to have because they marry themselves to the player. They got to do that in Buffalo. Got, every, every yes, actually, but actually, that Buffalo situation is a bit more scary. I think Tom McDermott's on the hot seat this year because. When you look at Buffalo situation, they gotta they gotta pay the piper very soon. No, no, it's, guess it's what coming. they're doing? I heard they're gonna cut after June one, Stefan Diggs to free up twenty five million dollars. You think you think they're actually gonna commit oh, to cutting Diggs? That. Yes, I do. They're gonna move off him. He's thirty one. And get and guess what? Guess what? Right? You see the tough decision that our yeah. organization has to make when it comes to a wide receiver of that caliber. When what you're makes AJ five fifty? When you're paying your guy that kind of money, what makes AJ Brown exempt from that conversation? He's not. Look at look at this is why again, Tone, the San Francisco. Now, do you want to try to search your whole entire life for the needle in the haystack known as Patrick Mahomes, or do you want to build your roster like the way the 49ers build it for longevity, for today and tomorrow, or do you want to keep searching and removing pieces? from your team because you have to pay your quarterback. Dallas uh, has had to remove so many pieces. Zeke Elliott, Amari Cooper, O-Lineman. You know, they they had a contract dispute with Zach Martin, who's going to Canton, Ohio. He's their best uh-huh. offensive player in the huddle. He's better than Dak. Dak ain't going to Canton unless he's buying a ticket. That's why that guy's going to Canton with a bust. That's why when the, when the Cowboys drafted Dak in the fourth round and they found out how good he was in their rookie year, it was almost imperative that they won during that window. The moment that rookie deal ran out, it was done. Because, you know, they had Amari Cooper. Remember, they had Amari Cooper. Then they had Michael Gallup when he was healthy. A healthy Michael Gallup was a problem. I remember that. And, 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 and then they and, drafted and Zeke Elliott that got the ball in the end yep, zone. They had a healthy Zeke who was going crazy. They drafted Lamb. Dak had it all. And... Look they where he is now. They couldn't take get it done. Away. They taking pieces away little by little. Little by little. And now all of a sudden you're at a $59.5 million question. And he still played well this year. 
Again, but Tone, he, but ask he yourself, get over do you the think hill. that guy gets you across the finish line? But, uh, and, and you and I have talked about this, right? I need to see Dak Prescott play for someone else. Because I'm confused. Is it a Dak issue or is it a Cowboys issue? I think it's a Dallas issue. That's what I think. Like, it's no way a guy that good all year long just disappears like that. 73 so, and 41. Um, during the regular season in his time there, and he's two and five in the postseason, and there's a fifty-nine point five million dollar question mark for Jerry and mm-hmm. what he has to do. I need, I need opinion, to see Dak somewhere else. Dak, I go to Pittsburgh. We, me and Rob was talking about that Pittsburgh or um, I, I got to go where good ownership is because I don't have it in Dallas. Could you he's see Dak in Atlanta, money, dude? Could you he's see Dak in go Atlanta? Go to a place that has a fabulous coach and Mike Tomlin and him. In my opinion, would win Super Bowls. Could you see Dak in Atlanta? I think that's I, I I think it's a good organization. Arthur Blank is a really great owner. Um, it Raheem Morris is a really good coach, but I'd rather have Tomlin if of I'm course, Dak. of course, of course, of course. But and you know, I just... would even maybe restructure my deal and go, I'll tell you what, let's do it this way, and then I'll sign a two-year deal with you, and then we'll figure it out after that. When's the Super Bowl? I tell you what, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are a quarterback away from being in the AFC title game. I think so too. I think okay. so too. With that, that defense, defense is, that defense with that is rejuvenated run game, mm-hmm. you put Dak Prescott out there, and you put him in that Steeler organization with all them great coaches and Mike. I think they're in the AFC title game. Yeah, it took them a couple years to realize it, but they finally realized that Najee Harris can't be their only guy. Right. It took them, it took them a couple years because they thought he can be the bell cow. Because they always believed in a single back set. They never believed in dual backs. Right. But then, then they, they changed their philosophy off that. Right, right. Coming into the season, they found his other running back. I, I don't know his name. I forget. But regardless, they were splitting carries a lot. And they had a really strong running game. They had a running game. They had a defense. But they didn't have a quarterback. Well, why would you think Jalen is not subject to this conversation? I don't. I don't. I don't think he's above any conversation. Don't bring that up too much around the Philly guys because they'll get a little pissed off and say Jalen's not the problem. No, we're not. I'm saying not saying he's, the, he's problem. the problem. That's not what I'm, I'm not saying. saying. He's the problem. I'm saying that the way that they build their teams the problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, for me, you know, what I'm saying is the Philadelphia Eagles are a team that are much further than what people want to admit, and it's, there's gonna there's gonna come a point in time where the quarterback is not going to have the perfect situation. Every situation is not going to be perfect. That's why losing that Super Bowl last year was so damning because everything worked out for you. It couldn't have worked out any better. Many people, you, like, if they would have won that Super Bowl, you probably would have got argument. It probably would have been so many debates about was that the perfect NFL season? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because everybody was one of the better teams of all time, yeah. R- right, because everybody hit on free agency. Everybody in the draft hit that year, you know, you know that were playing. Um, you you got you got so much production from the quarterback in the second round in the second uh, on a second round deal. See, the it Eagles were the seventeenth Super Bowl in the rearview mirror. Yeah, you know it would have it would have it would have changed the complete complexion of how we view this season. So you know, going you know they they again this off season is going to be so pivotal for the Philadelphia Eagles, and I'm 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 admitting that you know I think that's the reality that this off season can make or break where we go. You think this is a complete rebuild or a halfway rebuild? A halfway rebuild is contradictory, even in and of itself. It's True. either you're, it's either you're rebuilding or you're not. You know what I mean? Okay. You know, are, you know. Is you this know, a total piece. rebuild? 
And let me lay it out for you here. Personnel-wise on defense, it's a complete 100% rebuild. On offense, what exactly are you going towards? Are you going to be more of a finesse team with less running? Because let me tell you something, Tone. Kellen Moore's not going to run the ball more. No, he's not. You're going to become all... more of a finesse football team. Look, and, 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 and you don't want to hear the league is... this. People in Philly don't want to hear this. He's. It's going to be three to one. And it you're is. gonna you're gonna make Jalen Hurts look more like Donovan McNabb or attempt him to look like Donovan McNabb mm-hmm. more than what Jalen Hurts looked. He's moving further away with this hire, in my opinion. He's moving further away from twenty two than he is moving closer to twenty two. Yeah, I was talking to John McMullen about this, and in so many words, and um, he he basically was saying that. You know, the two main candidates that they were looking at was Kingsbury and Kellen Moore, right? He was saying, if you were trying to lean more into what Jalen Hurts does well, you would hire Kingsbury. That's what he does. He's worked with those kind of quarterbacks. If you're trying to expand or add on to what he does, then you then you bring in Kellen Moore. And that's what they did. They the, This hire clearly signified their vision for the quarterback. Yeah, clearly. really, who do you think they wanted? I know who the, they want. Oh, you mean as far as hiring? Yeah. Who do you think they wanted? I wanted they wanted Kingsbury, but you know why? Kingsbury's got twenty million dollars. He's making. He's making a lot of money. Why in the world would I come here if you're not going to pay me significant amount of money? And why right. would I forfeit that with Arizona? And also, you know, he he's coming in basically asking, you know, and again, this is us putting the pieces together. Um, he, he basically come in and asking, yeah, I want you to pay me more than your head coach. That's not happening. So, you know, that's. He'd be making more because what would happen, they would offset it. Say that the Eagles paid him six. That's uh-huh. what Nick makes. Yeah, Mitch, Say uh, paid him yeah, six. Um, uh, I was, John told me last night, uh, Nick can make seven. Okay. Yeah, he makes seven, seven yeah. Okay, so you're going to pay him six. Six would go to the Cardinals, who are uh-huh. paying him 20 for the next two years. Okay. So he'd be in the building, the highest paid coach in the building, making fourteen million, twenty million, basically. They couldn't justify that. Year. Exactly. So the Eagles couldn't justify that. So you don't. So you don't make the hire. You know what I mean? You you hire Kellen Moore. And look, we don't know if Kellen Moore is going to be. We don't know anything about. I, I don't. I have no you idea. Know what I mean, um, because look, he can very well come in here and create an offense that works around Jalen Hurts. He could definitely. I'm. I'm. Who we don't know if he can or can't, but he's. I would like to think he's a smart individual. Everything, every, everything, everything surrounding his career in terms of picking up the blitz and being more modern in the route concepts, he seems like an intelligent dude. So, I, so I would like to think he's capable of coming in here and bringing the best out of the quarterback. But it all remains to be seen. I can't say definitively he will. I can't say definitively that he won't. So I'm going to continue to, you know, monitor this thing on the line. Okay. <laughs> Okay. All right. Sure. I mean, what else can you do? <laughs> what else can you? What, what else can we do? Hey. What else can we do, man? All we can do is wait and see. But overall, um, you know, you're one pissed off dude, ain't you? 
I am. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. If I'm being honest, I am. I am because... um, You're seeing it slip away is what your problem is. And you see him fucking up hurts. It's bugging you. It's frustrating. You like you, I heard you say today. I don't have a problem with Hurts. I, I don't either. I have a problem with people around him. I have a problem with the situation. Yeah. That's my that's my biggest issue because I try. You know I tr- they dragged him down in 23 to the point where he couldn't overcome it. What makes I, you think that's not going to be the case again? Because he showed you, Tone, he couldn't overcome incompetence. And that's what you're seeing on my face every single day. That's right. And the so frustration that's because I, I – that's there concerning. Are certain, there, there are things about this organization right now that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. And it shows in how I've you know how how been talking about it. AJ Brown and trying to get AJ Brown traded. And then people fire back at me. Sills, you really want all those draft choices in Howie's hands? No. And they go, okay, we got to have one or the other here, guy. I mean, I'm and I'm going like this. You're right. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the rub right there, right? That's the rub. You know, it's yeah, okay. Rub. I want to give the guy – see, I, I'm looking at it like this, Tone. I want to give him as many draft choices as I can. I'm hoping he lands on five. You're, you're looking at it like you're, – <laughs> you're Listen, you're looking at it like this. Listen, if I give him enough bullets, he got to hit something. He got to hit something. <laughs> he got to hit something. You got to hit something, dude. Actually, I hear you. I, I hear you on that. averages here. Hey, man, if I give you 15 picks – you will hit on five, right? Hey, listen, hey, listen. In the NBA, you have guys who are volume scores and guys who just get hot immediately. Um, I call I consider Harry Roseman to be a vo- a volume drafter. You know, you give him enough picks, he's going to land on something. He's going he's he's going to hit something, eventually. right? You know, eventually. You know what I mean? A broken clock is right. What twice a day? They say. Yep, twice <laughs> so, a day. <laughs> so, Jesus uh, All right, let yeah. me ask you a very difficult question about Jalen Hurts. Let's do it. What what exactly do you think his ceiling is? Um, are are you looking for like like a name of a player to compare him to, or like what do you? Oh, we're not you're not going to pull a cilio on me and load the question. Up. <laughs> I'm leaving it open there for you, guy. That's I, for you I, to fill it in. I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. You, look um, at him trying to play me up there like uh, hey, man, what's up with that? Very smartly done. <laughs> when it when it comes to Jalen Hurts, right? I say it all the time, and I've been pretty consistent with this. I don't know what the ceiling is. I generally I know what is the floor is. Bad? I know what the floor is, but I but I I don't know what the ceiling is. And that are you optimistically saying that, or are you pessimistically saying that? You're good. I'm saying that I'm saying that optimistically. 
Okay. Optimistically, yeah. I don't know what the ceiling is, but I, but I definitely know what the floor is. Do you? What we just last what three just, years have been three different seasons. But remember, you said it earlier. First year. Oh, yep. First year starter. You know, we kind of, you know, we fill that you, out. You give him, yep. He's building his everything. You, I, you know, I look at it like this, right? I feel like the first year starting for a quarterback allows them to establish a baseline. And I think that's what he established in 2021, a baseline. At, at bare minimum, he's a nine and eight quarterback that can get you to a to get you to a wild card. Here with you our guy me? Tone here, you got me. Hopefully, we can get him back here. Testing, testing. You got Tone. Me? You're skipping out on me a little bit here, my friend, because that was a great one. Hopefully, testing. we're able to get him back in here. Testing, again. testing. You got me. We're able to get this going here. Testing, that was got- good. That was again figuring him out will be the number one thing the organization has to do. And I'm talking about, again, Jalen Hurts again, where you're looking at, okay, what's the ceiling on him? How far can you go with him? I think that's going to be an important question that you have to ask. You got me, Sills? Okay. What is the ceiling here? So Testing, testing. You got Carl says it's not a rebuild. Carl, it's total rebuild. It's a complete rebuild because your defense is absolutely not going anywhere. It's a complete rebuild. Tony, there, brother. There you so, go. So you got me? Got you. So, All right. so yeah, um, wh- 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 where were we? Oh, the, right, the ceiling. Um, right, we're having issues again here. I'm not sure what's going on. I'm not getting any issues on my side. Yeah. Let's see here. Testing, having testing. some issues here with this. It's all good. Tone was up. There you go. You got me? Man, you better hey those Texas folks, man, better get that grid going. <laughs> you got me? You got me now? Oh man. Here we go, it it man. ain't me. I'm good. Ain't me. No. <laughs> Let's see here. Um Yeah, I think that maybe some of you are getting a little upset here with, with some of the things that B, he and I are saying here. Testing, you got me? Yeah. Um, it's a total retool. I completely agree with you, Luke. 49ers about to get exposed in the Super Bowl. You can't wait. Really? You mean like the 49ers exposed you like that? That's what you're talking? Because the 49ers exposed you. <laughs> I know, Barb, isn't it? Let's see if my friend Tone is good to go. You got me, Sills? I got you, brother. All right, let's see if it let's see if it holds up. Let's see if it holds up. All right. Ceiling uh, for Hurts. So yeah, uh, what's the last thing I said? Um, basically, um, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm optimistically saying I don't know what his ceiling is, but I know what the floor is. At bare minimum, he's a nine and eight quarterback that can get you to a playoff wild card. At bare minimum, he established that base in um, year one as a starter. Year two. He showed you that he can get to a Super Bowl. Granted, that situation was perfect, but he made it to the Super Bowl. He did. Year three, year three, wild card exit. So right now, again, we've experienced the floor twice, and by my estimation. So can he be better than that? I think he can, because I because because I've seen the heights of which it can go. That's how I look at it. So twenty two is his ceiling. Yeah, but he got to finish the There's job. There's nothing though. wrong with that. He run. Right. He was close right. to winning the MVP. Right. And he's a his ceiling up. in terms of his ceiling in terms of 
resume, right? Getting to a Super Bowl, I think statistically, um, he can be better. But ultimately, I feel like this is what we're going to see. We're going to see a guy who flirts around with 25, 28 passing touchdowns, maybe 10 rushing. That's going to be his resume. That's, that's going to be his standard, you know, in terms of just the, the scoring aspect of it. You said something important, though, Tone. He had everything perfect in 22. Coaching. He did. He did. Players. Last year, he didn't. Right. 2023, nothing so we're, was perfect. We're assuming, like you said, we don't mm -hmm. know about more. Right. So going right. into the 24 season, here's where we are. Will Jalen, here's the question marks. Right. Will Jalen stop the turnovers? Will he I be think he will. better? I, to answer that question, reader? I think he will. Will he be a better reader of defenses? Will he pick blitzes up better? These were all problems right. that he had that's, in 23. That's why I think this year, that's why I bring in Kellen Moore. Although we have our questions about it, one thing I could definitively say about him, he has a proven track record of beating blitzes. Proven. Even, even in that turbulent situation with the Chargers last year, they were one of the better teams against the blitz. So the bottom line is the now the, all the onus, and me and John talked about this last night in Football 24-7, all the onus is on Jalen Hurts now. Can you take your game to the next level? Can you respond to the blitz? If Jalen Hurts enters this season and throughout it, continues to struggle with the blitz, Houston, we have a problem. No pun intended. Houston, we have a problem. So I saw you in the private chat to me, and you think the Belichick story is a bullshit story, don't you? I look at it like this. So you don't I, think they entertained at all anybody in replacing him? Well, remember, we talked about this plenty of times, and you you didn't even believe that no. that's even the kind of coach that even they would even think about no, because of how they I moved. Said, you're either going to stay the course or you're going to pivot. Right. I think this was the pivot conversation. And when okay. the pivot conversation didn't take – how about this? I don't know how serious the pivot conversation was. And that's it where I'm at. In a phone call, Bill, because reportedly the Cowboys did it too. Right, so, that's true. And, and, and listen, one thing about Greg – I'll tell you something yeah. about And Greg I'm not saying that to, 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 um, to discredit him as a reporter. I'm no. more so just saying it as I just don't – think i don't i don't believe them when they even say I, I don't believe the eagles when they make that call you know what i mean like if i'm if I'm bill belichick i'm like really i'm, quote, I'm you, quoting really? a guy who blocks me on twitter hey that that says a lot about you that, that oh, says because a lot about you know this. why he and i had it out when i was on the air in boston right right but i do know his work and he if you go to my he's blocked me and me I, respect, and him, I respect that about you. Regardless of the relationship, you're not going to sit here and discredit no, the guys. I, res no, I respect no, that. The guys I respect that. The guy, no, the guy is, is a professional. I very much he respect does. that. He He's a professional, and he says that he's even a strong – see, the media people are looking at Bill going, oh, he didn't get a job, huh? Bill's value I'm not looking up. at it like that. You know, I think – His I think, value's I, going up. I think I, I think Bill Belichick is looking at it like, oh well, you know, no rush. Yeah, you don't, <laughs> hey, you don't want to pay me twenty eight in full control. Okay, no rush. Good luck to you on your first year, guys. Yeah, like I, I honestly feel like Bill's looking at it like, no rush. It's okay. That's it's right. always gonna, it's always, it's always gonna be, it's always gonna be a job. Hey, I got sixty million coming to me, and I've made over one hundred fifty million. <laughs> it's not like I have to sit with my hand out here. Exactly. You know, exactly. he could always do this too. How'd you like me to be your general manager, or how'd you like me to be in charge of? Your your you know Play your personnel. your entire organization football wise like Bell like Bill Parcells was with Miami, mm -hmm. 
there's organizations that would hire him anyway. So I think the converse, I think this is where, remember when I was going like this to you pivot, stay the course. Mm-hmm. I think they were dual tracking it. Okay. If we replace Nick, can't just replace Nick with Raheem Morris. We got to, re- is a guy that's been to the playoffs three years and, in a row. And, and that was my logic. I thought if they were going to replace Nick, they had, had to, to go big. Like they had to go big. And right. when they were, and when they realized they couldn't go big, matter of right. fact, I, matter of fact, I put it like this. And plus, I they think, didn't want to pay the twenty-eight. Listen, now we're starting to get into conspiracy theory territory, right? I'm looking at this like, uh, listen, I'm looking, I'm looking at this like it's house of cards. You know what I think? I think before they even enter those conversations with Nick, when it come, when it came to you know exit interviews, you know, with the owner and Howie and That's all that. That's why it took them a week. I, I, I believe, I'm willing to believe this. They knew Nick would play ball. They knew he would. They knew he had no leverage to stand on. They they played chicken with him. And they took that whole week to have a conversation with Bill. Mm-hmm. So and also made days. And also what they did was I think they wanted to let him ro- I, I think they also wanted to let Sirianni roast too. You know how you let something just simmer, let it sit for a little bit, kind of build up that that speaker muscle. Yeah, Tighten just a little bit. Muscle up a uh-huh. little bit. Is that what you, you know, <laughs> think about it? You, you, you ever seen those movies where you, you know, oh, I know. Some somebody it's goes like in and meets somebody. Executed. Yeah, the mob boss lets you sit for a little bit, lets you stew, and then you bring them in. That's I think right. they, I think they knew Sirianni would play ball. I think they knew. They and, and then and he then was hired of, under that premise, right? And guess what? I'm willing to say this too because we didn't get a chance to t- touch on this yesterday. Not only do I think Sirianni is a lame duck head coach, I also believe they already hired his replacement. But we just don't realize it yet. But I have. I think that this is the game plan. It could be Bill. I think this is the game plan. I think if things start off shaky next year, let's just say they're three and four or four and four. Let's just say they're three and four, right? Moore's the interim, or Vic Fangio's the interim coach the rest of the year. I think they, I think Nick gets booted. Kellen becomes the interim. Based on how that season ends, we'll determine if he gets the head coaching job. I, I'm telling you, they the Eagles are habitually known for hedging their bets. They do not make any move without a parachute attached. I'm telling Correct. you, pay attention. Not you, but the people. They've pivoted. The, the, they the, the, are watching Nick like a hawk. Listen, Chip he better Kelly, not slip. Chip Kelly hire. Fuck the name Chip Kelly, but Chip Kelly the hire is a course directional change. Correct. That they're willing to do. That would mean this: Howie Roseman working with Belichick makes it a tougher, makes it an easier sell to Howie. Then say, hey, you're going to have to work with Mike Vrabel. You're going to be okay with that because you're talking about one of the great personnel people ever and one of the greatest coaches Especially on defense. It's a, it's, and the thing he's weak at is defense. Okay? Mm-hmm. He, Howie is the offensive guy because they know trades – They've done a great job in the Lions. They've got Stoutland. Mm-hmm. They're good on that side of the ball. Bill's going to build. Dude, guess what? Bill built that defense up in New England with second, third, and fourth, and fifth rounders. That's what the Eagles lack. 
They like they that. lack personnel direction on defense, and they always have. Right. Let me ask you this question real quick before I get out of here. When it comes to the defense, how many players are you keeping? I'm keeping Mill Williams. Or, keeping. or how many players are worth keeping to you? Let me say on that. defense? Yeah, on defense. Okay. I'm going to keep Josh Sweat. I'm going to keep one. Reddick. I'm going to keep Davis. I'm going to keep Carter. I'm going to keep Milton Williams. I'm going to keep Fletcher Cox. I don't want any of those linebackers. I'm stuck with Dean. He's on a rookie deal. Um, I'm, I'm keeping Reed Blankenship. But he's if Reed Blankenship is starting for me, my safety position is still in trouble. The corners, I have to remember the money. Now, do I want them? No. But do I have to want them? You know, damn, I'm 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 stuck with one of them. I think I I think they're going to take the bribery hit. Okay, but now if we're just going starters, take those away. If we're going starters, yeah, keep it starters. Let's do that. Okay, Sweat, Carter, um, um, Davis, Blankenship. I'll ask you, what corner you want? I'm keeping Slay. Okay. That's all I'll keep, too. He has so much money attached to him. I'm keeping him. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Bradbury, I'll take that. I'll eat that. I'll defer it. Kick the bucket okay. down the road. Yep. So that's what, what keep. So what is that? Four players? Five players? Yep. Four players. You need 11 starters. So therefore, <laughs> <laughs> so therefore, the Philadelphia Eagles got to find a way to find six quality starters. We're not, we're not even talking pro bowlers. We're talking about six competent starters. You got to look for six guys to make your defense respectable. Respect. Just we're not even talking about top ten. No, we're talking about respectable. respectable. Respectable is top fifteen. Yeah, that, that's respectable. Shit, I'll take top, top seventeen. Half. Give me, give me anything respectable. Right. You know what I mean. I was saying, you know, it's if when it comes to that defense, if they can find a way to just get top. Okay, there are fourteen teams that make the um, fourteen teams make the playoffs total every year. If they can, if they can have a a a fourteenth ranked defense or better, just fourteenth. If you can have a playoff level defense, that's how I look at it. Fourteen teams make it. Okay, that means fourteen of those teams. Those mean that mean those fourteen teams have somewhat a, a, a playoff level defense. If you can get a playoff level defense, which is the baseline, ranked fourteenth, I can roll with that. Because I know it's a, I, I know it's going to take time to get yourself in that top ten, top five area. So if you can, in one year's time, go from what we just saw to being top fourteen, at bare minimum fourteenth exactly, I think that was a successful offseason. What do you say to that? Yeah, I, I, I do. But do you think there's any coincidence that the two teams that are in the Super Bowl are top ten defenses? No, no coincidence at all. I, when I, 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 okay, I'm recognizing. You asked me earlier. Do I think this is a rebuild? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it, you will not be a if you're fifteenth defensively with your offensive talent. You're a second round playoff team getting bounced in the divisional round. Right. You you're may not a Super Bowl you, contender. Right. You may sneak into an NFC Championship, you but may. your projection will be just, moving back in the. What and you that's what I'm trying to do. do. So I'm trying to change the you trend. You have to get that needle going from down 
to yes. back up again. Yes, and that's my goal for this offseason. Yes. And we, we need to shift the direction of the needle because right now the needle was hit trending down. Let me ask you this. Packers needle, down or up? Up. Up. Lions. Up. Niners. That thing is sitting at the top of the needle. You know, they got up. 11 draft choices. They got 11 draft picks this year? Yeah. And they, they ain't got gonna 11 work. draft picks this year. They're not going to have to worry about paying Purdy for the next two more years or this year, one more. So he, he signed a, he's a seventh rounder. So he has four years on the contract. This was the oh, second shit. year. He's got two more years. Oh no. He's got yeah. one in a- another year. Yeah. After this wow. upcoming season, they got to make a decision. Okay. Wait a minute. He's first year. Last year was his first year of a four yes. year deal. Yes. Holy shit. That guy's got two more years. Mm-hmm. Now, from what I understand, at the end of next year, going into the new start of the season, they got to either decide they pay him. give him an extension. I think. Yes, yes, he's yes, he's, he's eligible for an extension after the twenty twenty four season. Yeah. Now, obviously, that begs the question: Are they going to? What's going? What's going to be their approach? Are they going to bonus ex- money extend him in the off season of that, or are they going to send him into the final year of the deal? No, they like, won't do that. I don't think they will either. Especially if he wins the Super Bowl. If he wins it, they're gonna they're gonna figure it out. Yeah, because you know why? You're not going to send a but guy. But also, let me ask you this. You said it earlier, right? I can get further with a guy like Brock Purdy and build up my roster. What's stopping yep. the what's stopping the Niners from saying, well, we trust our formula? Purdy, okay, you got us there. You want it, but what think remember, I'm trying no, no, to I'm, I'm with you. you know, because I'm trying they, to they, they like they've proven. They've proven that they could do it with two different they quarterbacks. Can look at that quarterback position and go, isn't Purdy Garoppolo? That's something they're asking themselves. And now, don't let him. But you also turn around and go, you did fuck up the Trey Lance deal. So do you think them messing that up will make them yes. a little bit more trigger happy yes. on this deal? Make them more cheaper at that position. Because look what they've done, Tone. If this kid goes into that game next Sunday and delivers that Super Bowl at $870,000, and you still got two more years of cap freedom to maneuver around and get whatever you need to continue to improve your roster, that formula that they have, they're going to be a juggernaut for the next 10 years because mm-hmm. they're going to recoup all three of those ones. And I asked the question earlier, wouldn't you surrender three first-round draft choices for cap integrity, cap balance, roster balance, and you don't have to pay your quarterback for three years, and he won you a Super Bowl? Isn't yeah. that worth three ones? Listen, ask the Rams. The Rams traded everything for the Super Bowl, and guess what? They don't care. Look where they are now. They're back in the mix. So and yeah, they're I trending would. back up again. They're trending. You, you asked me earlier. Are the Packers on the way up? Yes. Are the Rams on the way up? Yes. Yeah. Um, where do you think the you Bucks know, are? I think the the Bucks are tricky. They're tricky because I want to say they're on the way up, but I feel like you got a lot of Mayf- money. They, hey, I feel like Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans too. That's a problem for me. It's a problem for me too, and I also think Baker Mayfield has a limit, has a limitation. Limited. So so I feel like. I feel like they're I like a like, nine and eight team, aren't they? They're gonna I feel hang like they're in there. stuck in the mud. If, yeah, is it, is it, they're stuck in the mud. Yeah, like that. That's right. That that's yeah. like. Do you think the Giants are trending up or down? The Giants, <laughs> they're stuck in a swamp. <laughs> they're not just stuck in the mud. They're stuck in the swamp. They're the not commanders? trending up at all. Say it again. What about the Commanders? Another team that's tricky because I don't even know who their coach is, and I don't even know if they're going to go another year with Sam Howell. I have, it's, it's a lot of unknowns. 
I think they're a team that's I can't say they're trending up. I can't say that. How about this question? I can't too? say that. When we're talking about Hertz and the money and Dak, mm-hmm. if you're Arizona, with all those draft choices you have coming up this year, high picks too. Mm-hmm. Right? You got two ones that are really high. You got a boatload of draft equity. It's got to get to a point where you do this, a Murray. Like right now, Murray's not getting a second contract. At so this rate, yeah, you're right. He's not. So what you have to do is you got to take full advantage of this right now or get this. You're back in the quarterback sweepstakes in two years. You know what I'm doing? I'm in this draft, right? If I can, I'm drafting Brock Bowers in the first round, if I can. I'm either drafting him or Marvin Harrison Jr., whoever I can get my hands on. I'm drafting one of them. tight end because now the tight end is becoming more of a force. And it's cheaper. And it's cheaper, receiver. right? You don't have to pay, right? That's right. right. So And – what else is the most important thing on that? Is that the linebacking cores in the and the NFL? They're not conditioned for those dominant corner positions are in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You're not going against quality linebacking each and every single year. Exactly. You're, or game. You're going against guys like the, the Eagles. You know what I would do if I was if I was uh, Arizona. You know, I'm 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 going to load up on offense, obviously, to give my guy a fair shot. Yeah, give him a but, shot. But what I'm doing, I'm drafting a quarterback in that fifth, sixth round, I'm drafting a quarterback and I'm just going to continue to groom his ass. And the moment, the moment, if I haven't got a feeling that... Is he going to look like Murray or is he going to be a seven-step guy? That's that, that's a good question. Um, I feel like Remember, these days... building the roster for Murray, I think you have to draft a guy like Murray. Or at least close. You don't want that transition to be not exactly on, not exactly like him, but someone that's mobile. You know what I mean? Somebody that's mobile, because like like Herbert. Yeah, Herbert's mobile, but he's a pocket guy. Does that make sense? Like, you know, he's a mobile. He can move. You know, so so that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm aiming for. So again, if if I'm done, I'm hedging my bet and I'm drafting the quarterback for the next two years to figure out who I'm drafting the quarterback fifth or sixth round. I'm drafting him. Where do you think the Eagles fit in the NFC? We talked about this, right? Um, we ranked them. Um, Rob has Rob has them ranked sixth in the NFC. I haven't ranked seventh. Um, J- Jeff Kerr has them ranked about six as well. So everyone, everybody I've talked to has them ranked about six or seventh in the NFC right now. So five seed. I guess that is a five seed, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, it's five or six seed. Yeah. So yep. they're like down there at the. Like I said, they're a divisional round game kind of team right now. I say wild card. No, no, I mean like they get to a divisional. Game. Oh, 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 okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. They can get there. They can fall on one, I guess. Not with that, you know what? Then I say that, and I go like this: Seals, that defense, really? You, they can't right. beat. They can't be Drew Locke. That's why I was like, you mean wild yeah, card? No, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I gotta back that up. I'm being more optimistic. Uh, see, look at you. Look at you. <laughs> you know what this comes really down to, Tone? Two things. There's two questions. One, can Jalen Hurts elevate his game to where when we start paying him, I can have more of a structural balance in my cap where I'm getting rid of AJ and I'm still going to Super Bowls like Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And do I trust Howie Roseman? 
in the college draft. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Everything you, every question you brought up is very, is some things you have to consider. But do you think, and, and I want you, I'm, I'm asking you this generally, not, not rhetorically or nothing. Like, do you think it's fair? And I understand they're the, the Chiefs are the gold standard. They are the gold, they are the platinum standard. You know what I mean? But do you think it's fair to the rest of the NFL to compare the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes situation to, do you think it's fair to everybody else to compare them to that? Okay, here, here again, I'm not really comparing Jalen Hurts to Patrick Mahomes. What I'm comparing in is this. Would you rather spend the next five years looking for the needle in the haystack right, in Mahomes, right. or would you rather build your football team like the 49ers and like the Eagles did last year? Would you rather go down that structural way of having a balanced cap, a balanced roster, and you're not paying the quarterback because at the end of the day, Buffalo, Dallas, potentially Philly, Arizona, all the money that you have spent on that quarterback mm-hmm. have Cincinnati. brought you nothing, and you yep. spent a half a billion dollars doing it. Yeah. Whereas you had the Niners that are consistently going to be in the conversation of a winning team, and you have teams that are building their football team and their roster. They're not building just and taking pieces away. Dallas has to consistently take pieces away. We're talking about losing AJ because we got to pay Landon and Devontae. They're not having that conversation in San Francisco. Okay, so, okay, I think I get what you're saying. So, so you, you know what I'm saying? I'm not really comparing him to Mahomes. Right. But what I am comparing to is that the Kansas City Chiefs have so much faith in Mahomes that they could take pieces off their team knowing that he's a legitimate $50 million a year guy and he can carry a club, whomever's in the huddle. Whereas, I, I, I heard, and I love Bill. Bill does a nice job on our network too. I heard Bill say, I'd like to get another big-time number three. I'm like, Mm. So what else do you want to give the guy? What do you want to do? Drive him to work too? How much more do you want to do for the kid (laughs) before we start sitting here going, when can he do it by himself? Because like Brady, check it out. Brady had a great defense, had great talented guys around him. All of a sudden, as Brady got older, Brady was talking to Amendola, Wes Welker, who was a trade with the Dolphins, Mm -hmm. and Amendola. And they found Gronk in the second round. I mean, okay. dude, they were throwing to people who are never going to be considered for Hall of Fame status. They were really good players, but not great players. But right. Brady could carry a team. They were losing players consistently. Belichick was putting money on the defensive side of the ball and in the O-line. That's so, how they were building that dynasty up. If I'm, under- if I'm understanding you correctly, basically what you're saying is because – a Tom Brady and a Patrick Mahomes is so, is so far in between because they're such an anomaly. When you're building a team, you shouldn't try to find those guys. You should focus because because they're so limited, because it's so hard. You 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 should spend you should you should focus your energy building your team, yeah, and then plugging in the guy to see if he fits, rather than just searching lo and behold all across the world looking for a quarterback and then locking yourself into one that you're really not sure about. Who, who do you think has a better team going into the Super Bowl on Sunday, San Francisco or Kansas City? San Francisco. Okay. Well, you're paying a half a billion dollars to the quarterback right. for a I reason. Get no, I get it. I get it. Okay. So you're looking at it as those – because clear because based on what I'm hearing is you're against. Right. So 
basically what you're saying is you're against, and this isn't just the Eagles thing. Now we're talking NFL. Yeah. You're a, you're against the culture of yeah. paying quarterbacks because you feel yeah. like you have to. No, because I, I'm I, against because I think I think you I'm and Jason Cole had this conversation a lot. That you're searching for Patrick Mahomes and you're never going to find it. Right, because I think you and Jason Cole have this conversation all the time, right? Jason Cole, if I'm not mistaken, he's more he errs on the side of look. Sometimes you just got to pay the guy, and you're yeah, and, well, and, and, I don't, and you're I don't on the and you're that. on the side of and you're on the side of no, I'm not just going to pay a guy. Do you want to pay Dak Prescott sixty million dollars a year? No, I don't. Okay, well, why should I then? Because it's the market value. Fuck that! I want to build my team back up again. Mm, so it's a philosophy. It's a philosophy it's difference. A philosophical mentality. I got to okay. pay CD and Michael Parsons. I can respect that because at the end of the day, you're not saying, "Oh, it was a mistake to pay Jalen Hurts." You're no. saying you, what you're saying is philosophically, I view this position differently. Do you not agree? Watch this. Okay, this fundamentally, Tone, did the Derek Carr forty million dollar deal work out? No. Is the Arizona Cardinal $46.1 million deal working out so far? No. Okay. Has Josh Allen been to an AFC championship game yet? Has he got the team to a Super Bowl? He may have gotten to an AFC title game, but has he gotten to a Super Bowl yet since he's been there? No. He's he's talented, but no, you're right. Not fair with Herbert because he just got paid. And Burrow's been to the Super Bowl. We'll find out a little more about him when T. Higgins right. and Joe Mixon aren't on yeah. that. Herbert Burrow and Hertz and Lamar all just got paid. But okay. I look at Lam- but I look at Lamar differently too. How I about Daniel at- Jones's contract? Do you think that thing's gonna pan out that 40 million? No. Fuck so no. my point is the majority of those 40 to 50 million dollar contracts, 90% of them aren't gonna work, which means what you're gonna spend 10 years. Of your Hoping. time as a GM searching Hoping. for Patrick Mahomes when I could have took that $300 million. Built the team up. And I could have built the team up. And, and developed a and third got or to fourth. a Super Bowl with a guy making less than a million bucks. And developed a third or fourth rounder into being competent enough to... to... Listen, your philosophy is not... Well, it's not crazy. But, but don't you think the odds of me building my team up are better than finding Mahomes? I, I Yes, I do. I think you have a better. I think I think you have stronger odds of building a strong roster. I'll put you this way: I think you have better odds of building an elite roster than finding yep. an elite quarterback. See, Yale goes like this right here. He says it's not easy to build it up. Okay, you're right; it's not easy to build it up, but it's almost impossible to find Brady and Mahomes. And I mean, think about this, Tone. Look at look at Brady. The NFL missed on Brady, including the Patriots, five times. Uh-huh. They missed. They didn't know what greatness looked like at that position. Think about that. Five times, 32 teams passed on Tom Brady, including the New England Patriots. And also the greatest you know, player at the position in the history of the sport. Mm-hmm. You don't know what that thing looks like. Yeah. And, and for and- people to sit there and go, well, Hertz is the next guy, or um Allen's the next guy, you're fucking high. Yeah, and also, you know, to that point about um, it's hard to build up a roster, sure, but, we, you know. This I have a better back, chance goes, to do this that. Goes, this goes back. We're, we're talking about odds, right? Yes. And guess what? You're playing, the, uh, you're playing the long run here. Right, and also, and although it may be difficult to build a roster, which are st- still, though, you have significantly more bullets in that gun yep. than you do trying to aim for a white whale. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You're, what you're trying to do, Tone, 
you're waiting every 75 years for Haley's Comet. And you grew up on a the boat. There are people who wait millennia for that white whale to pop up yep. above the water. Meanwhile, you got other guys who are out there catching the blue, the blue ones and all that, and they still you know, you know who else? The people that play the lottery every week is like trying to find Patrick Mahomes. I you know, I'm glad you said that. The people that it's, it's funny. Trying to find Patrick Mahomes is like playing a lottery every week. But building your roster up, you know what that is? That's going to work every week. Yeah. That's going to work every day. Doing your job. You know, that's doing, you know, sure, sure, you're going to have the good days and the bad days. And every day you can't bet on being good. But guess what? You know that paycheck going to clear. Whereas though the, the, the lottery, you don't, that's not guaranteed funds. Look so, at how many of yeah. those players. It's, it's interesting. It's it, it's something that should be considered in the NFL because if Brock Purdy wins this Super Bowl, I think it's going to turn it. I think it's going to turn that philosophy, not your philosophy, but the, I think it's going to turn that on its head. Turned it around last year, paying Hurts one point five. Yeah, they made it to he, a Super Bowl. He went to the Super Bowl making, making one million point five million dollars last year, and then they paid him, and they changed the and they changed the course of everything. And the defense got hijacked on the money. Because mm. how that's he robbed that side of the ball. And that's why you felt like they should have waited. Now, again, the cap hits are phenomenal. So. They are. Probably, they are. You know what? If I had to take that back, I probably might take that back because my cap hits are nothing for three years when it comes to context of the quarterback. And if I'm bitching about the money, that's more of a me thing. Maybe I would have get, I would like to have seen it in season. I give him the contract week eight, something like that. But still like, I'll tell you what, if he, they hadn't paid him tone and he had got to week eight, he still would have been paid because they were 10 and one. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Let me ask you this though. And right? it would have cost them more. This this is what we should do, right? Because you bring up you bring up a very good point. This is what I think we should do. I think we should look at these quarterbacks' contracts, right? And review their cap hits. Because what, what it can do, it's, it can give us perspective on okay, just how 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 bad or good is that Jalen Hurts contract? How because about this one here before you go on? Look at that Deshaun Watson deal there. So yes, that's right the Sean Watson deal. Click that thing on first. I want to see what the cap hits are because it's guaranteed fully. And I don't sure know is. what the cap I don't know what the cap hit is on that. All right, here we go. These are these are the uh, the details. So the, these are the cap hits. So uh in 2024, <sighs> this is the cap hit for wow. Deshaun Watson. 63.9 million. Wow. It makes that Jalen Hurts contract look like pennies. Sixty-three million of the cap of two hundred and forty million is in that contract. Man, <laughs> holy that shit. shit is scary. <laughs> Miles Garrett or some of them dudes on that defensive side of the ball ain't gonna be in Cleveland. Exactly. I'll tell so, you what. You want to get rid of that tight end you got? I hope Howie goes after that guy's ass because I'll take my boy from Miami. Uh-huh, David Njoku. So, look, that's th those cap hits, 63.9 million, right? So, that's that, right? You know, again, to add perspective, Jalen Hurts' cap hit going into this season is going to be 
13.5 million. That's Jalen Hurts' cap hit going into this season. 13.5 million. Okay. So now watch this. Keep that in mind. 13.5 million. What's Joe Burrow's cap hit going into the upcoming season? Look at these cap hits for Joe Burrow. This is insane. In 2024, Joe Burrow's cap hit is 29.7 million. Jumps to 46, 48, 52, 53, 68. On a 240 cap. I mean, folks, remember, salary cap is going to be 240 this year. So again, Jalen Hurts. And again, and also keep in mind, Joe Burrow is much older than all these quarterbacks because he got out the, he got out of college late. Five years. So, right. So Jalen Hurts' cap hit in 2024, 13.5 million. 24 now. Um, Joe Burrow, no, he's twenty-seven. He's twenty-eight. <laughs> Joe Burrow's an Joe Burrow's an old head. What was this guy on a GI plan in college? <laughs> so look, twenty-nine million. He's only been in the league three years. Exactly. Was Joe Burrow twenty-five when he came into the league? Joe Burrow was drafted at age. Uh, let's see here. Previous contract. He's twenty-seven now. Experienced three years. He got into the league at 24. Something like that. Oh, most people come in the league at 21. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So okay. I'm like, holy shit. Now look at Justin Herbert's cap hit going into 2024. Not bad. 19.3 million for um for uh, Justin Herbert. That's not that bad. 19.3 million for a cap hit. No. Then it jumps to 37, 46, 58. 71 by 28, though, that cap could be near 300 million, exactly. Exactly, so, so it's not horrible. So it's not horrible, but again, Jalen Hurts' cap hits are still a bit better than Herbert's. Um, Lamar Kyler Murray's, I got you, Lamar oh, Jackson. Wait, wait, let's look on Lamar's, Lamar Jackson's cap hits 2024, 32.4 million. Wow, 43. Then see it that jumps, right to, there, though, then it jumps to 74. Wait a second. Let me see, but see right that line says right there. Potential that's out. an evaluation period mm-hmm. that both teams can opt out of this deal. Exactly. So exactly. again, um, if he's not living, I'll say this to you: if he continues his trend in the postseason, there's not a chance in hell he'll have that twenty-six money, twenty-seven money. No exactly. way. Don't exactly. jump out of that. You're not yeah. going to pay a guy. Fifty-five million dollars. It's, it's the same thing for the Eagles. They got it out after the fourth year of the of the extension. So twenty-seven, they, they can get out. The Eagles can get out of this deal in twenty twenty-eight. In twenty twenty-eight, they can get out unscathed because the cap hit thirteen point five, twenty-one point seven, thirty-one point seven, forty-five point eight. So far, Jalen Hurts has the best cap hits out of all yeah. the quarterbacks that signed. Um, the same time he did. And let's go to Kyler Murray's, like you said. Uh, Kyler Murray's cap hits right now. So here we are. Kyler Murray. The first year of the deal took place this year. 51.8 million cap hit. Wow. Then it's then it's 45.6. Then it's 55.5. Then 43.5. So looking at what it says, zero dead cap. If they opt out of it. Yep. If they yep, they they can they can opt out um in 2028. And they won't. They, they'll. They won't incur any dead cap. In my opinion, they could opt out in twenty twenty seven, and the dead yeah. cap is only seven point two million for a quarterback, right here. Only seven seven point two million in twenty. And uh, what is that? Move. They'll on. get out of that then if twenty twenty seven. Yeah, 
They can get out of it. There. Exactly. So, Tony, you know, think they paid Jalen too soon. Because of everything I just read. No, nah, I don't think so. I, th- I, mean, I don't think so. The guys that got the money here. I don't think so. Okay. Burrow, would I pay Burrow? Yeah. You see what I'm going to do to all the guys that are on your list there? I'm going to give them one big time deal. And then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to evaluate whether or not my second deal is going to go forward with you because to me, I'm going to I'm going to readjust my take on this. Um, I'll pay you, Jalen, but in two years, son, if we're going in the other direction and because we're not the- trending in, as Jerry Jones says, we're not hanging around the basket and we're not, you know, hanging around the rim there, I'm out. Yeah, because look, listen to this, right? Let's 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 be honest about this. Winning, winning and getting to and winning a Super Bowl is extremely difficult, and it requires so many moving parts to be moving in sync. So I guess what I'm trying to say is when you find a guy that you believe has the talent base to get you to that point, you kind of got to pull the trigger on that before the money get too before the money gets too out of hand, at least on the first contract. You have to. Because again, if you found a guy that you if you found a guy that you believe, again, this is all about what you believe. If do you believe he can he has the talent to get you there? Because again, so many things have to happen for a Super Bowl to See, work. I, and and I think the really great tone, that's great. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, I, and I not and, and also not many teams are capable of taking advantage of that rookie window. It's so hard to do oh that. Oh my god. That is the gem. It's hard. It's hard. How many but teams have Eagles done that in history? Of the, they, the Eagles took advantage after 21. They just couldn't win it, the big one. They, they were closest. Coach. Okay? The coach. They almost, they almost did it. They almost they took almost, advantage. They almost did it, Tone. Yeah. However, you're dead on with that. But here, that gives you the whole picture here. He's there eight years. 59.5 is due. Dude, unless you restructure that contract, far as I'm concerned, Dak Prescott's played his last down in Dallas unless we have a conversation. And Jerry's not because the only reason that they'll bring him back is because Jerry's 81. Do you think, remember, we talk about organizations taking advantage of the rookie window. The Cowboys haven't been able to do that. Ever. Right, they, they, except they, they, they for Aikman. Oh, they didn't have a cap then, so no, no, right, no. Right, right. So they they never been able to do it. Um, and it's hard for teams to do it. Right? Would you say the Philadelphia Eagles, although things happened the way they happened, do you think it's fair to say that the Philadelphia Eagles took advantage of the rookie window of Carson Wentz? I say yes, because although he's no longer here. His talent puts you in position to win it, and you got it. Here's you what I'll it, say. But you still ended short up paying period, it. So don't... Short, short period, yes. But like San Francisco is going to take advantage of that Brock Purdy contract for a long period, mm-hmm. they're going to have at least five years of being a, able to maneuver a, a flexibility, yeah. So they yeah. only had like two and a half. Yeah. And, and because also, in three years, you won four games. Yep, and on top of that, Another person could argue, well, 
did they really take advantage of Carson Wentz's window? Because they still ended up paying him. If they never would have paid him, I'm paying he got guy, that Super Bowl. Guy you, you, gives you, me home field advantage, and I win a Super Bowl. No, that but, whole thing was no, I, no, 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 I'm, no, I'm, I feel you on that. But what I'm saying is, right, because because we know what we know, one person could probably argue, okay, they took advantage of it to an extent. They still ended up paying him. Now, if the Eagles would have found a way to get that Super Bowl and avoid paying him for an additional year, they would have made out like bandits. You drafted a guy, he put you in position to win the Super Bowl, and you ended up not even paying him because he crapped the bed eventually. They would have made out like bandits. But like you, like you've been saying, they they they, they tend to jump the gun a little bit. Here, let me let me let me show you the greatest moment in Bill Belichick's career. And I've kind of broached this with you, but I think it's important when you're talking about taking advantage of that. And on the court, see the quarterback and the money in the quarterback is essential. And how and what direction are you going to go? Are you going to go like the Niners or are you going to pay like Mahomes in Kansas City? Mm-hmm. There's a directional. The year previous, and I want to lay it out one, more, one last time for you here. The year previous, they gave Bledsoe $117 million. And they gave him an $18 million signing bonus. He gets hurt in the Jets game. And they put Brady in. And Brady was making $650,000. They put him in. Doesn't play exceptionally well. But the big thing that Belichick liked about him, he never had a bad game on a previous bad game. He, he kept getting better as it went on. Right, right, right. So they got into the offseason. They got to the AFC Championship game. Brady got hurt. They put Bledsoe back in. Bob Kraft, everyone in the organization, including Scott Pioli, all said, you got to leave the experienced guy and you're going to the Super Bowl. Belichick goes, no. He had to go to his owner and go, you know that that $25 million signing bonus you gave him and all the incentives that are owed to him? Um, I'm going with the $600,000 guy. And, and and get this, that owner, Bob Kraft, had to go like this. Holy shit, why'd we give that money to that guy? Let's that really put our call, Bill. Let's let's really put ourselves oh, in that moment. Take, let me finish. He goes like I like, this, I like where you're going with this. Bill, this is exciting. He goes like this, Bill. This is your fucking call. You're telling me we spent 50 million dollars on a guy mm-hmm. who's not gonna start my Super Bowl, who just won the AFC title game for me. Yes. The rest is history. I don't think people understand the mag- the weight of that decision. That decision to go into your owner's office and say, you know what? I know we're paying this guy this amount, and I know he won the AFC Championship for us because Brady got hurt, but I'm going with this guy. That decision makes or breaks careers. And he didn't have this. Well, he's a first-rounder, and he's a sixth-rounder. He didn't give a shit. He went with the best guy on the roster who he felt moving forward. And didn't you know what Belichick did with a bat, brass set of nuts the next year? He traded him to the Bills inside the AFC East. And he went like this. I don't think you can beat me. And guess what? Proved it. And he didn't. And so Kraft looks at him going like this. You know how much equity that buys you with the going. You know how much equity that buys you within the organization? You know where he learned that? I'm going to tell you where he learned that. He learned what, school it. Do, what school does he come from? What, 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 what school does? It was does, a smaller what, school. No, no, I no, 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 no
No, no. I mean, as far as like his coaching tree, what what tree does he come oh, from? It, um, it was the Giants. He was there with Romeo Cornell, Ray Perkins, Bill Belichick. Um, he was there with Charlie Weiss, all them guys who were there. So Lamar who would you Leachman. say? So who would you say was Bill Belichick? Everyone has like a mentor. Parcells. Right? Parcells. Yeah, but guess where he learned that in the decision making at the quarterback and other positions, moving off of Darrell Revis or Rich or Richard Seymour. Mm. So. In Cleveland, you got to remember, I'm very close to the Cleveland scenario with Belichick because why? The quarterback decision that he made were both teammates of mine. They were Vinny Testaverde and Bernie Kosar. Kosar was a Youngstown, Ohio legend, had led the team to four AFC titles. He was a legend. Testaverde was, in my opinion, the better athlete. But if I had to pick a quarterback to win a game, I'm picking Bernie and Bernie all day long. He is just a winner. Bill went with the athlete mm. and said, Testa Verde's got a bigger arm. He's stronger. He's younger. And it blew up in his face, and he got fired in Cleveland. And he told himself he'll never make that same mistake Never again. make that mistake again based on ability and athleticism. Wow. He was going to go with the winner. Mm. So Bill learned from that situation and that failure in Cleveland. The year previous, they made the playoffs. And guess who was on that staff? Saban was his D coordinator. Now, 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 let me ask you this. Do you believe, and again, this goes back, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this full circle Holy to shit, the gym. man, we've been going on here for a but, bit here. But, I didn't but, even realize it. But we're cooking and we're having fun. You know what I mean? Like, here's here's the thing, real quick, before, before we take our break. That begs the question, because I want to bring it full circle. Do you think the Philadelphia Eagles look at Jalen Hurts and say, we paid you because we believe you're a winner. Forget the forget the the, the stats and the the big arm and all. That. We paid you because we believe that you're a winner. Because that's that's been the one thing Jalen Hurts has staked his claim on, or that we've done right. Either that's, that's how we're gauging him. I don't think their actions show me that they think that he's 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 special. And I'll tell you why. I mean. Well, wait, wait a minute. So they didn't put a quality coordinator around him. They leaned on him. So they had to think he could overcome that. So they have to believe, they had to have believed it. But I think they lost, and Jalen lost some equity with them because mm. he couldn't overcome the inexperience at the coordinator position and that he truly needed a legitimate play caller and Nick is not a good play caller. So I think he lost equity with them, not as a person. It's not right. an indictment they, as a person. I think they thought that he could overcome. They overestimated They, they overestimated Brady, a little bit. Brady overcame all the coordinator changes. Mm -hmm. And get this. Mahomes overcame the enemy not being there. That's true. People don't talk about so, that. Anymore. But they wobbled a bit this year but they still found themselves later in the year. Yes. So I think they thought Jalen would find himself in that bad run, and he never did, and he mm. couldn't overcome it, and I and think he lost equity. Okay? I think that's reasonable to assume. But I don't think they've lost faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's different. I it's, think it's they've just... lost some equity that he can overcome his own issues if there's not good people around him, because quite frankly, Tone, everybody is still around him talent-wise 
It was the people that were giving him the intel to approach a game within game play calling situations, situational play calling, mm -hmm. down and distance, not seeing blitzes. All of that became something that rolled downhill on him, and he couldn't overcome it. I think he lost some equity in that room with them, and that's why you're seeing such a bum rush of all these assistant coaches coming in here that have high-end Dude, have you seen some of these resumes they're looking at with these guys coming in here? Yeah. These are not just fucking coaches. These are guys who are the top-line guys. I mean, it's like they went from the dollar store to Neiman Marcus in one day. That tells me that's that, that that screams to me. They feel the pressure. They feel the pressure to get him right fast because they don't want to. They don't want to get it wrong twice with another guy. Because I think I think Jeffrey Laurie said something to Howie. Now I'm, I'm projecting on this mm -hmm. that I think that he said we can't get this guy wrong because if we do, it's your ass. Because it's your ass. That's right. Because this this is going to come down. To how we messing this up here, and this is this is why I don't want Nick in the room. I I think Nick clouds Jalen's judgment moving forward because I don't want to worry about saving my head coach's job. I mm. want to worry about winning games. And when get this, when you leave a guy like this, is my ass with leaving him in the building. With you leaving him in there, I don't fucking want to care about. Saving my coach's job. I don't want that to be a conversation. I don't want that to be a thing. It's a, it, I don't think they realize that by keeping him in the building with all these changes, you're inviting so many questions, so so much, so much um heat. And not you're not giving yourself any latitude or any margin of error. Right, right. It's you, you, it creates a thing. And that's my problem. They they they're never they're always one foot in, one foot out with things. Make See, a decision and commit. It's the same thing with Sean Desai. You 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 demote, just fire him. Amen. Same thing with Howie in the broom closet. Just fire him. If if you didn't just fire him, you all you don't you don't took everything away from him, but the damn job. See, when, like I said, Tone, like you keep him in the building. Okay, gee man, we didn't win this game against the Giants. We lost. Now you're gonna hear the questions about your coach getting canned, and you're gonna hear all that shit. Man, I don't want that stuff in my locker room, man. I mean, I want to hear this. You guys got beat by the Giants. You guys played shitty. We got to pick it up and let's play. Yeah. What about your coach? You think your coach is going to get canned? Hey, you think the uh, Nick Sirianni is yeah. on a – I want to talk about Washington next week, not mm -hmm. about my coach's job. Yep. It and creates another thing. But guess what? They had to choose, right? I'm glad you said that. They had to choose. Oh, Do we want to deal with – the potential problem with Nick Sirianni being on the hot seat all 2024, or do we want to have to answer the questions of, wow, you guys keep firing these coaches that won a lot of games. They chose in their mind, the lesser of two evils. They felt like they could handle Nick Sirianni being on the hot seat because you wonder why they don't have to answer those questions. Let me, they, they got to answer the questions when it comes to firing a guy that, that, that wins games, but they put in the onus on Nick. See, they're always protecting themselves. They're very good at this. They're very good something. at this. I'll ask you one last question here. Yes. Do you think Jeffrey Laurie wanted Sirianni back? Yeah, because it's, it's his decision. Do it's you think decision. how he wanted Nick Sirianni back? Nope. No, I don't. No, I don't.
So whatever the Jeff, whatever Jeffrey says goes. Job. Whatever Jeffrey says goes. Remember how I said they they were playing chicken with him. If he would have went to those meetings and, and and not play ball, he would have lost his job. But they do knew you, he would play ball. Do you think Jeffrey Laurie asked Howie if he wanted Nick back? Or do he you had think to. he no, just made that decision without asking him? There's no way he made a decision without even talking to Harry Roseman. And I'm not saying no, no, no. that like Jeffrey I, I, I to him. didn't have a conversation. I'm talking about directly asking him, hey, Howie, do you want him back? Mm. Because you know what it does? If he says no and Nick says yes, or Jeffrey says yes, you create conflict. Exactly. With the owner DM. That's why I think the owner didn't ask him. He asked him what he thought. Or it's an open-ended he, question. Or he did ask him, but Howie is a, a slickster. He knows how to yeah. he knows how to or how he, he did what Nick did. Of course I do. Whatever you guys need. Yeah. Go along, get along. Everybody wants to everybody want to be on the bus, but don't want that's to change make, no flat that's tires. That's why I go back and ask you this question. You trust the people around Hertz? When you've got that's, yes people walking around the room going like this, yes. What, which the, is so this is what you got. Question. You got you got guys in there, Nick Sirianni, and you got and you got Howie Roseman in there going, whatever you need, man. I'm ready to go for you. Yes, sir. You let me know here. You need your door open? I'm ready to rock. What do you want on your dinner plate? Peas or do you want corn? I mean, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> These guys are like servants. This is uh, and and then you wonder why. You asked me a question earlier. The first one of the first things you asked me today, or you said to me, Tony, you're angry, aren't you?" <laughs> and guess what? Yeah, I am. I don't know if I helped that out at all today. <laughs> no, but all this stuff intrigues me because at the end of the day, man, I care about this football team, and I'm all about getting it right. I don't care about getting it done quickly. I want to get I want to get the job right and make sure it's sustainable. That's what I care about. And, and people have a set of balls. That part, because I because I know I do. So, you think the Eagles have a set of balls? I think the problem is they can't. <laughs> <laughs> I think the problem is they can't commit to their own balls. They can't commit. That's the problem. Well, we're below the belt now, so I'm going to get out of this. <laughs> hey, 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 Tone, absolutely great. We got we got cooking in that thing. Listen, man, we, it's always a great conversation, man. Look, it's all it's, it's always uh, I'm telling you, this is House of Cards, baby, NFL edition. House Wait of Cards. Rob says you guys are seven and you're close. Man, you tell that guy he's full of shit. I love him. <laughs> he's seven. Come I on. love Rob, man. That's my guy. Can I tell you oh. who the Eagles are? The Eagles are the 76ers. They'll tease oh. you to death. Please, <laughs> yeah. please don't get me started. Hey, hey by guys, the way, man. yeah, keep playing a guy wounded. <laughs> Let Sills, me go. Let Sills, me go. <laughs> don't do it to me. Don't do it to me. You just almost set I me know, up, man. man. We do another four hours. Hey, man, I pre- hey, thank you, Tone. Let's go. Of course, man. Of course. All right. Appreciate it there. That's my good friend, Tone. All right. We're going to get Philly 500 on with us and... 5.30 Eastern time, we will get him on. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
Football and Hooters, the perfect pair. Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday, watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Ron Jaworski will join us on Friday at 2.30 Eastern. We got a date with him. Um, I absolutely am starting to like Mr. Pfizer even more now again. I do like Travis Kelsey. And I, I admire Travis Kelsey now. And it's not anything to do with his chick. Uh, Taylor Swift, I could care less. But I do have to say, what he did to that turd, Justin Tucker, is spectacular. So, as you know, kickers are not football players. They're appendages to teams. They're like an aniba. You know that fish that's on the back of a shark? They just kind of go along with the shark. They're not really football players. They're kickers. I mean, shit, that's not a football player. He's a kicker. He doesn't tackle. And if he tries to tackle, he most of the time gets murdered. So he's not really a kicker or a player or a football player. He's just a dude, I guess. 
Okay. And he's on the team. So Justin Tucker breaks the golden rule. And I tell my daughter this, and I used to get so aggravated in her rugby games. There'd be a team like Fallbrook or some of these other big time powerhouses like South Bay that would go on. See, you have a 50 yard line. You stay on that 50. You stay on that part of the 50. That's your 50. That's my thing. Now, this is an unwritten rule in football. Okay. You start jumping over there, you're going to get your ass kicked. And I'm going to be one of the first guys to do it. And I love Travis Kelsey. Told that guy, Justin Tucker, get your shit out of here, guy. You know, there's a there's a whole football field on that side. You don't have to be over here. Get out of here. I'm surprised he didn't get punched in the head. He totally crossed the line. I'm going to give you a story here on what we did with Jerome Brown, your favorite eagle. So we're in Norman, Oklahoma. And we're getting ready to play Oklahoma. Yale, you'll love this. We're getting ready to play Oklahoma. And you know that boom, booner schooner thing that they have with the with the wagon? And uh, like the cheerleaders are on the wagon and they go around Memorial Stadium. They got the horses and all that shit. Okay. And they got they got all that right. Okay. And you know, they they, they run around that thing. Have you seen the booner schooner thing? Okay, well, they drove that thing through our warm-ups once. And Jerome Brown stood up. They did it again. Jerome goes like this. You do that shit again. And we're going to flip that thing. There was like 10 people in this thing. Horses too. (laughs) This is Memorial Stadium, 87,000 ABC game. And we're sitting here and everyone went like this. You fucking do that again. We're going to flip that damn thing. Sure enough, they brought that thing right through our workouts. We flipped that thing upside down. Cheerleaders are going everywhere. The horses stopped. We looked at the horses to make sure they were okay. We didn't give a shit about the people. And we flipped that thing upside down. Get the fuck out of here. That's how people take that. (laughs) Jerome just flipped it. I mean, he come over there and he goes, come on, let's get it. Four of us went up. We flipped this thing upside down. Even Barry Switzer laughed. Right there at Memorial Stadium. Then we went on to beat them 28-14. First time in 12 years they've been beaten in their home opener like that. Beat the piss out of them, and we broke Troy Aikman's leg. How you doing? We ruined your mascot. We flipped your booner schooner, and we broke Troy Aikman's leg. And we walked out of there kicking your ass. That's how you do shit. That's why no one liked us. That's why we had a crazy-ass attitude. And I loved what I saw. I'm, I'm watching this thing here, man. Those two guys were talking shit. And then I just, I posted it on my Twitter page. I absolutely loved it, man. I absolutely loved it. He took the guys. And do you see, you see even Patrick Mahomes got involved in it. Took the kick and tee, threw it over here. I was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. By the way, I posted something on our on our Twitter page that Jimmy was talking about our badass attitude. Dude, and he talked or he showed they singled me out. It, he was talking with Joe Buck. Joe, he, Joe Buck and him were doing an interview, Jimmy Johnson and Joe Buck. Joe's got a podcast show, 
And he, they pointed out Irvin, myself, and Jerome when it came to talking about the attitude of the Canes and the swagger back then. And put up with shit, dude. I'm a completely different guy today. I'm a nice guy. Back then, I wasn't. Like the guy you see now on TV, Jimmy Johnson, that's not really, my aunt will tell you, this isn't really the guy. My wife will tell you. This is not the guy I was back then. I'm a different dude. Jimmy is a completely different guy. You know, I think I think you guys got a chance to see a little bit of that when he had that little rant. Okay. Oh, I, hey, Barb, I like myself better today, too. I absolutely do. I, I like myself better today. I didn't really like that guy. It's kind of like what Tyson talks about his past. You don't really like that guy because you're an asshole all the time. You really are. You're just an asshole. And it's not cool because you're mean and you're you're violent at times. It's not good. It's taken me 30 years to get to where I'm at now, where I'm not like that guy. You spend your whole life being that guy. It's not cool. I'm happy where I'm at. I'm happy my daughter pushes me around. <laughs> I'm happy about that. More mature? I don't know about that one. Kyle goes, Sills, we're all stupid when we're young. Man, I wish I could take that statement and just change my whole life around again, man, because I, I would as a human. It's just a mean guy, man. Over-the-top mean. Mean. Really mean. Okay? Not to women. Okay? Not to animals. But to men, I was just completely an asshole. Ugh. In hockey, the tough guys hang out by the red line and chirp at the opponents when they skate by. <laughs> Hockey's got that same thing, too. Okay? Yeah, man. Hey, T, T. Will goes, now. Nah, you're still an asshole. Don't switch. <laughs> okay, fair enough. You guys, man, I'll tell you what. I love each and every single one of you. By the way, Philly 500 will join us at the bottom of the hour. We look forward to talking to him a little bit. We're going to reset a little bit here. Um, look, guys, I didn't realize that we were going to start something here, a little bit here with A.J. Brown and all that. And like, like, like Tony and I were talking, nobody's talking about it. Be dude, you talk about AJ Brown being dealt because AJ Brown brings a lot. Like Patrick Sertan, AJ Brown. Yeah. Dude, Patrick Sertan is the best lockdown corner in the league. Well, you're not going to get him with Quez Watkins. I think there's a rugby referee that disagrees. <laughs> Yeah, I'll see him soon, too. Trust me. I got something for him. Dirty D. I'm going to, because my wife coaches rugby. And we have to see that guy. My wife is my wife is projecting and predicting that I'll be thrown out of the game before the game starts. I have been tossed before. Because I told a referee, I got 100 bucks in my pocket. I'll give it to you if you make it fair. And the guy looked over at me. And my wife goes, oh, my God, this ain't good, man. They made me leave where I was sitting, and I had to go up to the top. <laughs> hey, I got 100 bucks. I'll give it to you if you keep it fair. Oh, my God, I'm screaming this in a divisional game that my daughter's playing in in high school at Rancho Bernardo. And the, 
head of referee comes over and goes, Mr. Cilio, we can't have you. Like, you know, berating because it's not a good look for everyone when you're berating the refs. And he's right, it's not. And I've never hollered at a ref. But when it came to my daughter, this this chick was just walking their team down, like throwing the game. And so I go like this. I go, hey. Oh, no, I was stopping my voice, too. It was a maniac. I was an animal. And as Italians would say, I was an animal. I'm going like this. I go, hey. I took out the 100 bucks. I put it in here. I go, I'll give you this. Keep it fair. Danielle comes up to me and goes like this. When I did this this last time, dad, one of the, one of the people here said you're obnoxious. And I went, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh. So when you say mature, okay. Okay. Mature. I don't know. Let's see, Sills, if the government could charge people <laughs> for being assholes, the national debt would be paid off. Uh, yes, it would, my friend. Yes, it would. Barb's like, don't worry. Don't believe me. My wife and I were both chirping. All right. I want to get one, one, one more time here because I'm going to, I'm going to get to, I'm going to get to um, AJ Brown. I, I have to say this though. Do you know what this week is? Because we're talking about Howie Roseman retooling your team, right? Yale, you'll love this and a bunch of you will. You want to hear something here, Tone? Check it out. 50 years ago this week, the Pittsburgh Steelers, in one draft, in 1974, Chuck Knoll and the Roonies, Drafted in the first round, Lynn Swan, Pro Football Hall of Famer. Jack Lambert, second round, Pro Football Hall of Famer. Fourth round, John Stallworth, Football Hall of Famer. Fifth round, Mike Webster, Football Hall of Famer, considered the greatest center of all time. They drafted four Hall of Famers. In one draft. <laughs> That's how you get it done. <laughs> you want to build a team? You build it. Dude, what do, what, do, what do we always say, Tone? Hey, I'm just looking for starters. They drafted four Hall of Famers. Swan was a Super Bowl MVP. Lambert was considered the best Mike linebacker in the game. Stalwart was the best number two wide receiver in the game. But Webster's the greatest center in the sport's history. And they drafted him in one draft. That's Chuck Knoll. And the Steeler organization. That's getting it right. You have that same confidence how we get that right? How many people think how... Howie Roseman, and this is coming. How many draft picks do they have? What did I see? Like nine? You think he'll draft three starters? You think he'll draft three starters in this upcoming draft? Yes or no?
No. No. I'm a Waker you. Yes. He's my GM. Because he's always been able to draft starters. Really? <laughs> he may trade a pick for a proven player. You know what pick I would trade? My first round pick. Hey, Denver. Here's a first round pick. A two. No, that won't be enough to get certain. And what I, tr I don't know if Denver would trade that straight up. Because he's so young. How, how old is AJ? 26? That's not horribly old. But am I but Sertan's like 23, 24, right? Would I trade Patrick Sertan for AJ Brown if I'm the Denver Broncos? Straight up. I don't know. I may not do that. I don't know. I might need something else. And I don't think Howie would give him something else because AJ's been so productive. Sending AJ to the AFC and then the Broncos with Russell Wilson might be a problem. It, it That could be. But if I got a player back like Patrick Sertan, and by the way, once again, this is not an indictment on AJ. He's a good player. He's okay. Leadership wise, he's not a headache. I'm not I'm not down on him. I don't want to get rid of him, but there's just too much there's too much work to do on your team. You see, some of you are blinded by the amount of work you have to do. You have to replace nine players on defense. You have to figure out your right guard position. One thing I will agree with Jeff Kerr. Hey man. DeAndre Swift is not a physical runner. He's a finesse runner. And that's why your running game went south in the second half of the season. Can the Eagles afford a player worth the first? What, what do you mean by that, D? I will never trade A.J. Brown, thanks. <laughs> that's why you'll be fired. Hey, don't worry, Nick. You'll be gone before he will. Don't worry, Nick. You'll be, you're the first guy out the door, not AJ. <laughs> okay. You won't have to worry about it. Hey, Nick, if I were you, I'd start getting for sale signs ready. Okay. To start getting put out in front of the house. Because at the end of the day, people in Philly are going to start putting for sale signs in your front yard. You know how T.O. was doing push ups? People are going to be putting for sale signs in front of your house in Philly. See this house? It's for sale. Well, wait a minute. The owner said it's not. No, it is. Trust me. He'll get the message. <laughs> be shit in the mailbox. Get out. <laughs> hey, can you can you see that tone? To be messages put in his mailbox. Hey, Nick. Like the guy who threw popcorn. Hey, Nick, you're done. Hey, Nick, you're done. <laughs> That guy's, uh, hey, that fan down at Raymond James down in Tampa, in my opinion, is the Philadelphia Eagle fan of the year.
That dude's the fan of the year. And I want you guys, like, like I said, the problem that you have with Nick coming back is that now you're going to have guys in the locker room having an answer. Here, I wrote these coaches down. Here are the coaches that are going to be on the hot seat this year. And guess who's number one? Nick Siri Liar. AJ was traded for a first round rounder and cost us $25 million. Could we afford to pay another player that's worth a first round pick? So you're talking about somebody on defense. Like who? Who? What, what are you talking about here? A linebacker? It's a good question. No, no. Look at Callie Green lying again. Still said last year we couldn't pay Hertz. Oh no. You paid him, and you robbed your defense to pay him. Right again. You're welcome, Callie Green. Oh, no, you paid Hurts at the expense of your defense. That's called problems with the curve. (laughs) Oh, no. You paid him. And you robbed your defense. See? You're right, Callie. You did pay him. And your defense fell apart because you didn't retool it. Because you couldn't pay for backers and safeties. And you got no return on your investment in corners. And you had no depth at edge. Congratulations, you paid your quarterback. Oh, no, Howie Roseman cap hits were phenomenal. But you robbed your defense. You robbed your defense, and your defense was one in seven. 150 yards rushing every week. 350 yards in the air. Most surrendered first down throws. Teams weren't even running the ball really anymore because they could complete passes on you on first and third down. It was a total shit show train wreck. Oh, you robbed your defense to pay your quarterback. Congratulations. And you paid corners that gave you shit. The slate wasn't horrible. Slate wasn't horrible. Philly 500 will join us. I wrote these six coaches down who I think are going to be on the hot seat. And I'm going to go from six up. I think Dennis Allen, New Orleans, that's John Gruden's job. Especially if they hire him as OC after they got rid of Carmichael. Mike McCarthy will always be on this list because he works for Jerry Jones. I got him at five. I got number four, Matt Eberflus. How'd that guy survive in Chicago? So you, you're going to move off of Justin Fields and keep that guy? <laughs> okay, Chicago. 
I can't believe what a shitty organization the Chicago Bears are. Only way I trade AJ is if we could get a pick high enough to get Marvin Harrison, the second pick, which would solve the issue and give us more cap for the defense. So you're going to trade A.J. Brown to Arizona? Because I think Arizona's going to draft him for Murray. That's not bad, Dirty D. But you're going to trade A.J. Brown to Arizona? <laughs> Be kind of a slap in the face for a guy that gave you 3,000 yards and 250 catches in two years. I mean, I don't know, man. It's pretty shitty to do something like that. But Harrison's probably going to go number two. So you're going to have to get up to two. Okay? You're going to have to get up there. Robert Sala, I got number three. I got McDermott, too. McDermott's got a win up in Buffalo. And I got, before I bring Philly 500 on, I got Philly 500's favorite. Bullshit artist, Nick Sirianni, number one, when it comes to the hot seat in 24. And I'm going to start this out with how I was talking with, with Tone earlier, with my guy. And let's bring Philly 500 up. Brother, how you doing? I'm hanging in there, man. How are you? All right. Here's my problem with having Nick Siri liar in the building. <laughs> okay. I have a problem with him. Ready? Yeah. Early in the year, I don't want to hear this. If they say they lose to the Giants or something or Dallas, and the first question in the locker room is, hey, what about your coach being on the hot seat? What about your coach fighting for his job? What a, You know, Philly, that's something I don't want to have to deal with. Like extra noise BS. That's my yeah. problem. Either cut loose or don't cut loose with this thing yeah. here. That's yeah. the problem that I have with him in the building. Oh, I, I totally 100% agree. Uh, that's why I would have cleaned house. Um, I, I've said this before. I don't know how he makes it through, through the year. Like I, to, to have the epic historical collapse that you just did and then to bring him back to me, just means more of the same old stuff. You're going to just keep doing what you've been doing. And I don't know if this guy can get the locker room back. I mean, we're going to find out. But I, I agree. It's going to be asked every game. Every time, they, if they lose, it's going to be asked. If they struggle, it's going to be asked. It's going to be all they talk about during training camp. Yeah, it's going to, it's going to be there constantly. What's your takeaways on the two new coordinators, Kellen Moore offensively and Vic Fangio over on defense? Not my first choice. I probably would have liked to see it go a different way. But I say this, I I like that if you're going to run a Vic Fangio system, have it be Vic Fangio that's going to run it. Um, and then as far as Kellen Moore goes, I I truly believe he's not as bad as Cowboy fans like to say. I think this is a guy that was a scapegoat for the Cowboy fans and, and the front office for years. They blame him for the fact that their coach is a choker and that their quarterback is a choker. I thought that Kellen Moore sounds like the perfect eagle hire 
This is a team that does not want to run the ball, and he doesn't <laughs> run the ball a lot, and they like to throw. And the one thing I'll say about, you know, um, Kellen Moore, and you talk about Dallas Cowboys and Dak and the season he had, I thought the season a few years ago when he had CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Cedric Wilson, Gallup, I thought that was their best offense. And if he can do that with what we have, uh, I think we'll be okay. Let me throw the topic questions of the show at you here. Do you think that this is a complete rebuild that we're talking about with the Eagles? No, this is not a rebuild at all. At all, To me, the, the, the idea of a rebuild went out the window when you brought Nick Sirianni back. How can you how can you be in a rebuild with a coach that is two three games away from getting fired? Uh, you have two experienced head uh, defensive coordinator, offensive coordinators coming in. Well, Fangio's sixty something years old. He's not coming in for a rebuild. Kellen Moore's six years. He probably wants to be a head coach sometime. He's not coming in for a rebuild. The the coaches that they've put in the place, even the defensive line coach, even you know these are former defensive coordinators. They, this isn't a rebuild. If they're rebuilding, you've got to fire the coach. So to me, no, rebuild, that's not their plan. You know what? I love what you just said. You gave that football team a backhanded slap, which is a brilliant way of how you put it out there because you're saying they're going to wallow in their own shit again for another year until they decide to right the ship because the head coach has been brought back. So we're pretty much going to see the same as we saw last year because, again, Howie doesn't believe there's an issue with the linebacking core. He doesn't believe that it's a talent issue, and it is on that side of the ball. And you're going to have a guy who's going to run less. So you're actually right. turning the offense and filling into a finesse team yeah, and getting away from down. the power running team. You're They're getting further down. away from 22 with these new coordinators. You understand that? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, well, I mean, we'll see what, what, what Kellen Moore does. Um, I'm, cur I'm curious because I think – I don't think he's as bad as the rap is. I actually don't think it's necessarily a bad – I really don't have a problem with either of those guys. I prefer, like, a whole different defensive scheme, but – I, I think that they got experienced coaches because they feel that they have the talent to win. So I expect them to retool. I think you're going to see a very active free agency. I think Howie's going to bring in a lot of guys. And, and I think there's going to be a couple big moves. I think they're going to go and double down and try to go back to where they were a few years ago. How about this one? What do you think Jalen Hurts' ceiling is? I think I think Jalen Hurts can be a perennial all pro type quarterback who can win a Super Bowl if given the opportunity and the right weapons around him. But I he think has you have the right to build around. Right. And I think what you had last year was you had really bad coaching. I mean, you had a historical collapse, and I believe that was linked to the coaching staff, especially offensively. So oh defensively too, for that matter. But to me, that the issues last year were not the players and their talent, I think they got the 10 and one because of their talent. The issues have always been the coach and, and the coaching staff. Uh, that was the big issue last year. Let me ask you this then. Okay. What more does he need? You have two 
One guy you're paying $25 million in wide receiver. The other guy's a first-rounder is going to get huge money. Tight end's making huge money. Both your tackles are making huge money. Mm-hmm. Quarterback makes huge money. Shit, Landon Dickerson's going to make $20 million here real soon because he's going to be top-end guy. You're going to have to pay that guy a boatload. My question to you is, when does it get to a point where you start looking at Jalen Hurts' $50 million and go, well, is he ever going to be something like Mahomes? And where I went earlier with Tone is this. Don't you think it's counterproductive to keep looking for the Patrick Mahomes in a haystack versus doing what the 49ers did by getting a guy who makes $870,000 a year, building up your roster and getting a complete roster build and a facelift in your roster where you're building a gigantic roster up like the Patriots did and like Kansas City's doing, searching for Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. To me, I'll say this. If I'm not giving Jalen Hurts another contract if he doesn't deliver a Super Bowl, why would I give enough? I'm not giving that. Would you pay Dak Prescott, Philly, $60 million this offseason? No, but they're, okay. They're well, when does it get guys. to a point with Jalen? Do you think Jalen Hurts could take that Chiefs team and win a Super Bowl with the current talent on it? No. I don't. No, I think Patrick Mahomes is is far and above better than everybody else. Okay, out you're in the right. league. Okay, okay, so Philly is a lot like San Francisco. The only difference well, you're paying fifty million for that guy. You're paying eight seventy. Yeah, eight hundred seventy thousand yes, dollars for that. Yes, yes, and no. There are two big things I think that we're missing here. One, I watched I, – I believe Jalen Hurts, and I think you would have said this last year. If he has if he has time at the end of that Super Bowl, he's going down and winning it. I believe Jalen Hurts has the mental fortitude. I believe he, ha- he is a good enough player. He is good enough to win games. Big games, I think he can win you. Dak Prescott cannot win you. He comes up small in big games. You put Jalen Hurts in those positions, I think he wins. But he also needs good coaching. You also need coaches that put your players in a position to win. You need coaches that say, we're going to do what's right for the team and we're going to build around the talent instead of forcing things that aren't there. Uh, The 49ers have Shanahan. And then the other thing that the Eagles and Jalen Hurts are missing is that you have a, a, a team that drafted Debo Samuel, that drafted Brandon Ayuk. They drafted these guys. They do great in the draft. We don't. So what do we have to do is we have to go spend resources on guys like A.J. Brown and trade for them because we can't draft in-house. Those are the three problems. If you fix those problems, in my opinion, Jalen Hurts will win you a Super Bowl. That's just what I think. I love it. Very good. Very good. How about this one? We started something a couple weeks ago, and I'm going to keep addressing it with you about the potential on trading A.J. Brown. Now, hear me out, okay? Kansas City trades A.J. Brown or Tyree Kill. The Green Bay Packers trade Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, and they're trending up. Mm -hmm. And you've got a young group of quarterbacks up there, a quarterback up there, that Jordan Love looks like he's heading in the right direction. My point is, you took some of those assets and you built your defense and your old lineup, and you built that side of the ball. Kansas City's in the Super Bowl because of two things, Philly. Mm. Pacheco and their defense. And, of course, Reed and there's Mahomes. 
Right. You've got so many holes on. You're going to have to replace nine guys on defense. That secondary's yeah. trash. Your linebackers yeah. are horrible. You need depth edge. Right. And you're right about one thing. Do you trust Howie if you gave him draft equity to retool it when he doesn't draft well at linebacker and he doesn't draft well at corner? Maybe you package this up. Trade A.J. Brown to the Denver Broncos straight up for Patrick Sertan, the best lockdown corner in the league. He's 24. Mm-hmm. What is – he? hey, look, A.J. had career years the last two years. Where's it gotten you? You don't have anything to show for it. Mm-hmm. I I think that this is a conversation that you could have maybe in two years. I, I, I don't. Two years think is too late. You have, You'll never no, get a I one. Don't, from I, don't, I don't think it could happen. One, I don't think I don't think they'll trade Sertan. Uh, I think the only way they said that they would trade Sertan is if if it's involving a quarterback. Um, number two, I mean, to me, once once you once you bring back Nick Sirianni and stuff, you you've already you've already. You've already forced your hand. You're now in win mode. Now you're in win now mode. And the Eagles, they love their offense. They're not going to take weapons away and replace it on another side. But, like, the idea is to keep the players that you have that are good and add to it. I I, I don't think I don't think it'll work. I, I don't think they would do it. Well, where are you going with this? That team's going to win five to eight games this year, and you're going to have another career year with A.J. Brown and nothing. What's it got you except this $60 million <laughs> money you could have spent on your defense. Okay. So, so you could go out you could get Patrick Sertan and then you'll have Devonte Smith and who? Well, so then that means you don't believe in hurts because I, I think wait at a minute. Point- well, wait a minute. You don't believe. Well, then eventually the quarterback has got to carry the team. Doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, but you, you gotta mean, you have that's that what they did in Kansas right? City, Philly. They got rid yeah, of the but... best deep threat in NFL history and they're in their second Super Bowl going for two in a row. But you're talking about one of the greatest okay. well, then he's and greatest not quarterbacks. A $50 million a year guy. Well, I mean, that's fair. That that that's fair to say. But to me, I, I don't think you cannot give Jalen Hurts weapons at this point. I think he has to have weapons. And until maybe two, three years down the road, that won't be the case. I don't think that A.J. Brown's going to be able to stay long term. I don't think we're dealing with three, four years of A.J. Brown because you're going to have to pay Devontae Smith. At some point, you have to break it up. But to bring back Nick Sirianni, to bring do everything they're doing. You think the whole problem is Sirianni coming back? I think that establishes everything yep. that they're going to do this season. I think once they 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 made the decision on Sirianni, it tells us this is not you know it tells us where they're going. I can't even entertain a rebuild because of who the coach is. Now, if we had an all new coaching staff, I would I would be open to all that. You know, you want to get draft picks, you want to retool, rebuild, whatever. But as soon as Nick Sirianni comes back, a guy who you even said is on the hot seat more than anybody. Well, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta retool. You can't. You're not in rebuild mode. You're in. You're in trying to salvage this thing. He's trying to save his job, and the Eagles are trying to get back to where they were. And it might fail epically. You're right. It might fail epically, but that's that's the decision that they've made. So I don't see how they they could afford to to, to get rid of AJ Brown this year. 
and then to get him and swap him for Patrick Sertan, uh, to me, is just you're just moving your talent around. This team has got to add to what they already have. What about the reports coming out of Boston and a guy that I respect a lot? By the way, he blocks <laughs> me on Twitter because me and him have gone oh, back oh, yeah. and forth. Greg uh, Bibard, who's up there with the Boston Sports Journal, he and I, he used to work for Sports Illustrated, and he's a Hall of Fame voter. And me and him, when I was on the air in Boston at EEI, we used to go back and forth, and I couldn't stand it. He can't stand me. However, I respect his work. He said that the Philadelphia Eagles had reached out to Belichick. And by the way, it wasn't just the Eagles. It was also the Cowboys that expressed interest in having Belichick as the head coach. What'd you make of that? I don't buy it. I, I don't, and not, uh, I, I don't buy it. Not because it says he's still he's a candidate for 24. But, but here's the thing. Can you imagine? And I would like, I would pay to see this on pay per view. Imagine draft night, the war room for the Eagles. And, and, uh, uh Bill Pelichick says, I really need this <laughs> linebacker. And Howie Roseman says, No, I calculated the calculations. We're not going to do that. We're going to do this. It would, I can't see it working. I, I can't see Bill Belichick and Howie Roseman working in, in, in that way. Because um, Bill Belichick is going to want complete control. Uh, you know, so unless they're willing to throw Howie in the boiler room again, um, I can't see it. You know, but hey, it, let's by the say, way, but, Yale said, but let's say, but let's say they did do it. So, right. What does that tell you? It tells you that they're not rebuilding because here's another guy that's, that's been what, 70 years old or something. He, he doesn't have time for a rebuild. So, you know, to me, all the things we're hearing are this team is gearing up to try to try to go back to the Super Bowl. So, again, here, just like Yale said, Greg is standing by his reporting. He says he's going to be the top candidate for the Eagles in 2024. He's the top candidate to replace Nick Sirianni in 2024 is Bill Belichick. Then I assume Howie's going, too. Because uh, why wouldn't he go? Well, it's about time. Well, I, I yeah, I, I understand that, but it's hard for I, I, I believe that there's secret photos or something that, that Howie has on <laughs> Jeff and Lewis. I'm telling you, they were in a bar in Mexico or something like that, and something happened <laughs> because I've never seen a guy with so many lives. I mean, it is a guy that has been through a lot of different did you say lives or lies? Like, lot. <laughs> Lives, lives. <laughs> so I want to know what the, last the photos are for you here. Um, are you confident that he is going to do a good job? How many people with his, I think, nine picks? Mm -hmm. Are you looking at this draft being one of the most important drafts? Because if they are, like you said, they believe in win now. You've got to get some starters in here. On defense, yeah. they've got to yeah. get some starters. Yeah, I I agree. I I mean that that's what they're telling me. I believe with the with keeping Nick Sirianni, so they're going to have to. I think I think it's always it's always scary when Howie drafts. Uh, let's just be honest. I mean he he's had some better drafts, but it's a very scary thing. And one of the things the Eagles seem like they don't like to do a lot of times is let these young rookie guys play enough. I thought Sidney Brown should have played more. I thought Noel Smith could have, like, why does it take these guys so long to play? So I, 
the draft is important, but I think you're going to see a very active free agency period too. I, I, I think the Eagles would be, it's, it's going to be entertaining to say the least. I got something here for you. And I know what the dirt is on what Roseman has on Jeffrey. What Lurie. is it? What you is ready? It? Yeah. He's got photos of him. Like I'm taking some from one of the guys. They got photos of him on Epstein Island. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's got to be something like that. That's probably what it is. Because he survived a lot of different things, man. He really has. And and Howie, you know, I will say this. When Howie has been aggressive the last few times, like really aggressive, the Eagles have had pretty good seasons. They won a Super Bowl. Then they went back to one. So, I mean, it can work out, but this team, in my opinion, based on what we saw just from the coaching hiring, this is a team that is looking at retooling, not rebuilding. Okay, finally here then. So you think this team is a what-win team? 9, 10, 11, 12? As of right now, yeah. where we're at today, I'll say 10. So it's a 10-6 and six football team. 10 10 right now with the you know with and it could go either way drastically depending upon how the all season goes. So, but I would Are say the Packers 10. better? No. Are the Cowboys better? No. <laughs> I will never give you that. I will you're never not give you you're that. not going to give me. Are are the Lions better? Yeah. 49ers yeah. Are the Rams? No. Are the Bucks? No. So you think they're the third best team in the NFC? Third, yeah, third or fourth. Yeah. But I think there's a I think there's a gap between one and two. And I think there's a fall off. Oh yeah, yeah. You, the fourth team in the in the NFC is closer to the second team. Then the first team is to the second team, the Niners. Right. You're right. I think there's a, I think there's a pretty good gap there. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Awesome stuff as always. Thank hey, you, man. man. You kicked it. You kicked ass today. Way to go, my friend. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, you man. Got it. Make sure you check out my friend's podcast. It's absolutely sensational. He's great at it. He's great at what he does. We are so. So, so loving that he comes on the program with us. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you, my man. Take care. You got it. Philly 500. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. and Hooters, the perfect pair.
Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. at five-win team with as much talent as we have. Where is your talent? Let, let's put what Des is saying here in proper perspective. Hey, Des, A.J. Brown career year, Devontae Smith, in many categories, career year, Jalen Hurts, outside the turnovers, career year, you have five pro bowlers, now six in your old line, and you were one in seven. Where's your talent again? What are you talking about? Now that Jalen Hurts has been named to the Pro Bowl, we can do this respectedly. Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, AJ Brown. DeAndre Swift, and Jalen Hurts. You got six Pro Bowlers of your 11 starters. And you were one in seven. Where's your talent? One in seven. Where's your talent? Six Pro Bowlers. Where's your talent? What did it get you? It got you destroyed by the Bucks. All saying, this guy doesn't want to admit that he was one in seven down the stretch. He doesn't want to admit it, that they were one in seven down the stretch. And his team was destroyed by the Bucs in the playoffs. Not really much to say. (laughs) 
hey, you guys can get mad at me all you want. Your fucking team fell on its face, and you brought back a clown coach. I can't wait to watch. This is wonderful. That's fantastic. Dude, Tone's right about one thing. Hertz is the furthest from your problems. He really is. But he's getting engulfed in all of this. It's like a conveyor belt of shit. That's what it is. Damn. Right? Watch this. Do you think think Jalen Hurts will win a Super Bowl? Maybe. Do you think Nick Sirianni will win a Super Bowl? Never. Never. He was three. No, he wasn't. Jalen was three points from a Super Bowl. Just like Doug was three points. Just like Doug won the Super Bowl in 17. <laughs> yeah. How you doing? Damn good. As always, entertaining, enlightening, truth, justice, and the Big Sills way. Always here. That's how we do it. Look at my, I love tone. He is becoming, and I'm going to tell, I'm going to send Angelo. He is becoming a protege of ours. And I want you to know, Angelo is very proud of you too. Because tone's got a puss on his face now. The only thing I'm going to tell you, tone, is that you're going to be a miserable son of a bitch. (laughs) Okay. That's All I'm going to say to you is that you're always going to be miserable, man. And you're never going to be happy when you're honest. You're never miserable. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love him, man. Guys, I really do appreciate you guys coming aboard. Please hit the like button. Two to six tomorrow. Xander, Big Joey, thank you. Tone, love you, brother. We will catch you on the flip side. Hooters, the perfect pair. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.